0: Oh, fuck it. I don't have to talk either, man. See how you like it. Just total fucking silence. Two could play at that game, smart guy. We'll just see how you like it. Total silence. Hey. I tell you, damn hot, real hot. In my shorts, you can cook things in it. A little crotch pot cooking. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinating Films. We started with an extra clip. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was our only clip? Nope, Dave came in with some genius. It is accurate, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of. I don't know where you're listening from. If you're listening hopefully to it's not right here. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's not Florida, because Florida, and this is like Ooh. North Florida, too. South Florida must be And really it's more inland, miserable. so there's no sea breeze. That's what I was telling uh, Christina recently. I said you need to, we need to live by the ocean. You know, it's just it, it seems miserable here when I go outside the house and I come back in, and you're like swimming in ball soup and <laughs> wondering why. You could
1: drive in from Cedar Key to do your routes.
0: Yeah, that's a little far. That's no, a
1: little not far. if your routes are on the other side of town, though. So it's not. that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not as far, but still, it's crazy. No.
1: It's better. <laughs> I would love, and I've been trying to talk some of my in-laws to going in on a house out in Steenhatchie. Yeah. Because we spend a lot of money on rental homes between the four families. Yeah. Probably eight or 9000 a year. It's probably smart, actually. So it's like, I'll Airbnb. The, I'll make a calendar. The, yeah, for the Every rest of the Every family buys in, buys a share. We each own one share and Pick one share. Pick what weeks you want to be yeah. on there and then you the rest get, Airbnb. You get, everybody gets three, and there's there's still 50, 40 something to sell for Airbnb. No, and
0: bad idea. We go to... Me and uh, Christina go to Airbnbs. Andy, the can time. Let your friends, I don't remember the last Andy, hotel. And you can I let your friends to. stay for, there for free too, yeah.
1: which is cool to be able to do for your friends.
0: I don't know what ho- last hotel I went to. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Airbnbs? Yeah, yeah Airbnbs is the way to go. That's where I'm going. We've got a, like, because you can rent the, like, we got an entire cabin in the woods for Alaska. Shout out to Alaska. We'll be talking a lot of Alaska. uh, You like adventure
1: trips or chill trips?
0: No, both. We like days where we can chill, but adventure, we do more hiking and exploring. Yeah. And we want to do it by ourselves. We don't want to do it guided. I'm, no, go in and own. I hate guided. No, that's there's why. There's certain when, things you when, have to. When
1: our, and hopefully, our brother Matt isn't listening to this. But if he is, he's always trying to get us to all go on a cruise oh, together. Sounds horrible. Sorry, buddy. No, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no. especially in this. Hell uh, no. I'll go on. I'll go on a sailboat that goes to like an island and drops me off. Yeah. And there's eight people aboard. Tip your tip. Over. My tip. There you go. A little higher. A little higher. Yeah. Not, not um, in the voice. Hum it. Hum A little higher. <laughs> I'm just.
0: Like this all day so like i was saying a sailboat is a great way to go from one place
1: to the other <laughs> is that good enough
0: yeah it's good oh. <laughs> all right yeah so hopefully everyone's staying cool i'm sure th- there's no place cool right now i would imagine i think it's everybody's hot
1: I think everybody's hot.
0: Yeah, even up north, they're like. Good thing climate change isn't a thing. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'd be really, well, what, that's really hot. Another reason I'll be glad we're going to Alaska because we're we're going like hundred miles from the Arctic Circle. I'm not going to have heat problems up there. So,
1: if you if you get up there and you don't need a jacket, then you know something's wrong.
0: That's true. They say it's going to be like 50 degrees during the day. So you I would imagine. Not, uh, need it. I would imagine
1: you're going in the best
0: month. Yeah, almost. Like you're
1: still going to get some of the wintry.
0: Everywhere charm. we go. Yeah, we're you super glad it. our anniversary falls on in our, the beginning of October uh, because no matter where we go, school is I back mean, in. I mean, you're just
1: picking. What do you mean school's back
0: in? School's back in for their students and for tourists. So tourists aren't there oh, because gotcha, they're gotcha, back, gotcha, they're back home uh, at school with their kids. So we get very little kids and have to deal with that at all. So it seems like it's the best. Yeah. but
1: Ours is but, in early May, May 4th. So, yeah,
0: that's hot. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to get cool in Florida anytime soon. Man,
1: I'm, no. I miss the days of when it snowed in June well, growing up on Park Street. I don't, do you remember that? No. It snowed but, one June. I mean, I like believe it. the second it. or third.
0: Yeah, it fluctuated <laughs> a little bit, but... All right. Anyways, enough about childhood <laughs> themes. Yeah, try bringing that around. Yeah, well, we'll be bringing childhood stuff into these movies. too okay, because great. there are a couple of these we did see mm-hmm. as kids. Not, yeah, a couple of them for sure. <laughs> not not <laughs> and if you're film. Justin yeah, That's every movie. Yeah, that's
1: every movie. <laughs> <laughs> there was no hold spot. I don't want to watch, watch Antichrist, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit and watch it. <laughs> We're watching Happiness right you're, after it. <laughs> you're
0: gonna become a better man for it. Come on, <laughs> Dad. What's Plague Dogs? <laughs> It's a cartoon. <laughs> it's a cartoon. You said you wanted to watch cartoons, didn't you? Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so this is our best screenplays part two if you want to go back and listen to our first one yeah. all great screenplays yep. some really good ones listen at the end
1: how i talked them into a part two <laughs>
0: i think you did it at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> i talked you into it or i yeah. brought it up uh yeah, well there's a lot of movies we could do part four the, don't do don't even stuff. start now <laughs> well, we're at the beginning i gotta start <laughs> you literally could do i have you could do two more of these well I, for sure, but I would probably wait a while. I've got the next 10 slated already. Well, what
1: so. I like about this is you get to talk a lot about the story, and you don't have to really... You can focus on actors if you Only want. Only yeah, on the writer, too. Yeah, on the writer. You would know more. You're really good at remembering who's done what, but especially good at writers. Like I, I know who's directed movies, but I, unless it's the the 10 guys that I know...
0: Um, uh, all, Let me see. All but one... And one, two. There's only two movies on here where the writer wasn't also the director.
1: Three, five, six, seven, and nine. I w- would have guessed.
0: yeah. I think I
1: could. I think I could have guessed too. But
0: number eight was not him. Uh but we'll go into each individual one and let okay. you know. Everybody's like, "What numbers what, are they what, talking what, what, about? What are these numbers they're throwing out?" <laughs> we got a list like always it's code (laughs) yeah 86 you're gonna love these movies though our last movies were were really good and it was hard not to put you know because you see repetitive directors and writers on these things you know P.T. Anderson is just an incredible writer. Yeah. We could put each one of his movies on here. Same with Quentin Tarantino. You're really... It's like a grab bag. Pick whatever Tarantino movie you want because they're all written really, really well. Coen Brothers. Everyone the Coen Brothers writes are like insanely well done. I mean the screen... We're doing two Coens on here, but only one of them was their original script.
1: Screenwriting, that would be the dream job. I mean, directing would be fun, (laughs) but...
0: I don't know, man. I've I've got three written and everything. It's not much of a dream job. But.
1: No, I'm <laughs> saying if you can get people to yeah buy your stuff, yeah, yeah, to not have to be on set. I mean, you might have had, you had a lot more fun on set than I did. I'll know that for sure.
0: Well, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin the- rewatched Project Virgil tonight. He was like, he together? was like uh, messaging on Facebook. I haven't talked to him about it. Oh, okay. I'll find out. Well, what does his <laughs> message say? <laughs> uh, just he was excited to rewatch it. And yeah. Stuff. So you gotta watch it every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it somewhat recently, so I can wait a little bit. <laughs> and that that screenplay
1: is not on this list. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Ironically
0: enough, uh, but yeah, I've got screenplays. I'd, I'd be. Uh, it it just takes too much money to try to sell a script. I mean, if you have if you have ten grand to, to put into it and pitch it and uh, get it out there to everybody, yeah, it's, of it's, course, it's a, it's exposure. It, it's like it anything helps. else. It it's just shitty that you can't just write a script and send it to people and, and them read it and be they like, need oh, a it's better awesome. S- Maybe you should create that social
1: media platform where people read other people's writings. People
0: are just there's a uh, there's a huge problem with property like theft when it comes to screenplays. So everyone's claiming I wrote that, they wrote that, and you ever see? It's like uh, Zeppelin. From what I hear, Zeppelin stole like half of their songs, like straight up. Like, well, I'll tell you what. That day's confused song. It was like a blues guy in London that they just heard and stole the entire thing oh. word for word from him. And you know?
1: I was in Walmart, and I, I don't I'm not delaying this part anymore. Well, I am, <laughs> but for a good reason. I was in Walmart. Like it was years after we had made botched. Yeah, and you remember the cover of botched.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, there was a movie there called
0: botched. It came out almost the same year, with, later in the year, with
1: the same cover.
0: Yeah, art. It was weird.
1: It was very weird. <laughs> I don't think I had a camera phone at the time, or obviously I I've seen it. A picture. You could pull it up on IMDb. The yeah. pictures right uh-huh. there. But you hold ours next to theirs, and it's like, wow, that's crazy.
0: I'm glad ours came out first, because yes. <laughs> then it would look shady. You could have sued them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> one <laughs> independent. <laughs> yeah, one independent uh, company suing another. Yeah. yeah there you company. go. Here's I think your Steven here's your here's your four hundred
1: dollars. <laughs>
0: yeah i'm not sure you know i guess you could sue somebody for the for the cover i would think more it's the material inside who knows what the story was in that kind of movie but this this was an it's an easy and it's a difficult uh list to come up with just because you you want you got to look at uh what makes the movie yeah you know if i agree there's some movies where the acting is what's like next level in it and, but
1: i'll tell you what stuff like and and this isn't obviously the greatest screenplay ever, but you'd have, have to... Comedies, you'd have to, like, give some... Like, Telegate, daga Nights yeah. was a great screenplay. It, yeah, it is, really.
0: I mean, the, really. sto-
1: the storylines, I mean, it was silly. The problem with that... It, they I would who they argue they were writing with, for, obviously. Well,
0: the problem I would argue with that is I almost can guarantee half it was ad-libbed. I I bet half of that right. was not on the, in the, on the page. You're probably right. Yeah, I think I when mean, they got on... I mean, you can't put those two guys in a room and yeah. not have... I, unlike... You picked uh, if you picked in Arizona could be one of the best screenplays yeah. for sure, and I don't think they probably changed a line. I bet mine when, when you're dealing with a really good screenplay, like if you deal with Oliver Stone, you don't change a word. We heard that whole story of yeah, him yeah. snapping at uh, yeah. Martin Sheen for and yeah, apologizing later a word. on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry Marty, I
1: couldn't help it. No, Mar- Marty's... Apologized. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: that's true. He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you realize, and when you're dealing with like Tarantino, you would think that I'm not changing a fucking syllable in a Tarantino film or PT Anderson. I, I bet it.
1: he lets. Uh, I bet he lets his m- m- main guy do it.
0: Maybe I mean, Samuel. Samuel L., maybe Samuel L., he has. A I just, think
1: he uh, gets the golden pass. I would. I would imagine. Yeah.
0: I don't know if he asked for it. I would be interesting to see him on the set and see how he kind of reacts to all that stuff. But it's different with like. Say we're talking Dark Knight. The The script is good, but it's not one of the best screenplays ever, ever made, clearly. But it's one of the best films probably because of Heath Ledger's acting. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. He, some of these actors, I mean, a lot of times it doesn't translate. Most of the time when you think of really great acting performances, a lot of it's the screenplay too.
1: Where does, uh, where does Robin Hood men in tights fit? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, see, that that's interesting you say that Hey Blink, would, hey, Blinken It would be very low But it's uh, apropos that you picked Mel Brooks Because he is the first person on our list Bingo, I knew that segue already <laughs> I like it, it must have been hard for you Because a lot of Mel Brooks movies Like Young Frankenstein probably could have been on this list too Because it's, it's really brilliant It's a brilliant screenplay, brilliant comedy it's,
1: it's literally one of the only other movies You can watch Dave Chappelle in as silly
0: what half baked you know uh, half baked other, is What's, the other one there's another couple he's he's in a couple more but yeah. he isn't like
1: he was really silly in this one
0: yeah not this one we're not talking robin hood minute Time. oh <laughs> man <laughs> What? All right, we're the first one's gonna be 1967. The producers, <laughs>
1: springtime for Hitler. <laughs> yeah,
0: see, just writing the script, you must have been like, holy shit! People are either gonna buy into this, just like the characters in the movie. Yep, there people, audiences are either gonna buy into this story about them doing this outrageous story, or they're not. And it's gonna, and it took Mel Brooks. It took a Jewish guy first of all, and it took Mel Brooks to be able to do it because it's it's straight up. It's straight up about a musical about Hitler, and, uh, gay Hitler, gay <laughs> <laughs> Hitler. But what's it is a brilliant script of how they got there. So at the beginning, and, I'm, and we're going to be talking and about. Don't the forget, original. I
1: think it's probably a accurate portrayal of that industry, just in a far satirical way.
0: Oh, for sure. I maybe even more so in the second one or the. Because oh, I the
1: imagine that that whole industry is just ridiculous.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm we're. We have a good look at the industry from the outside as independent filmmakers. Yeah. The we inside, to, it's probably well sell the, my soul.
1: The, the beauty of what we did is we had control over everything. We didn't have to ask anybody to do anything. Yeah, we could do whatever we could afford. So it was like there's a lot of liberty and, and good feelings. There's a reason why Kevin Smith stays.
0: Yeah, yeah, under yeah. The radar. Yeah, I mean that's why. I mean he's doing. He's on the set right now doing Clerks Three. But and now
1: I tell you what. As long as you can prove you can put asses in the seats they'll give you money he's even if huge, you have whole, all control
0: and if you have a huge social media audience mm-hmm. you can guarantee every one of his fans is gonna yeah. go see you it
1: throw don depp and his daughter in the movie every once no, in a while not anymore yeah. sorry you <laughs> <He laughs> might be able to <laughs> stick
0: his daughter in there but the other one you'll have to keep i feel bad for him
1: he's an asshole but i don't think i think it'll uh... I, I think she's an asshole too I think they're both crazy as shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think they're going to
0: really I think they're going to get back together. I think uh, <laughs> one's a water sign and one's an earth sign together they make mud. Yeah. <laughs> as the great Ronny Dangerfield All right. once said. Back on track. So, you got Zero Marcel who's hilarious. Who is you, he
1: again? Remind me where I would have seen him I before. I remember from this. That, really?
0: But I think he was in like Mad Mad World. He was one okay. of the big guys that was he always a very, very distinctive then. look. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's him and Gene Wilder. In the remake, it was Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Also brilliant, but you can't get that without this. So we're, we'll definitely talk '60s. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. them both, though. They're both really good. They're both perfect. Yeah, they really are great. So he it starts right off with him, Zero Marcel, being a complete scumbag. Uh, he's like an investor for plays on Broadway. And the way he funds them is he just... <laughs> Scams is, old ladies he, or something? Well, he just... He's like a gigolo for old women. He just... Old women want his company. That's how they're selling it. I'm assuming he's having sex with them. Uh, He is. And it's it's weird stuff, too. He has the one woman. You know the old, old woman from Murder by Death? Yep. She plays one of the ones that we follow. I've seen her in a lot of stuff semi-recently, too. And she's been around in a lot of old flicks. But he plays this weird cat game with her it's hilarious like she wants to be he wants she wants him to act like a cat for some reason it turns him on so he's like licking his hands and he's on his feet and he's <laughs> he's got to talk like a cat and everything and i don't know what the hell it does for her uh, then she cuts a check and she leaves and almost when she leaves the other old woman's coming down the hallway to come meet him and everything so he's got like 20 women so that he's, he's it's one of those from.
1: classical like that's, and that's what works great with musicals, like noises off, constant motion. Like he's having to deal with this person while yeah, having yeah. to do this, while having to deal with that. Throw as much confusion into the scene as possible and that's where the hilarity
0: ensues. Yeah, and, ensues. and with... Gene Wilder comes in shortly into the movie and he's he's looking at the books and everything. He's like the accountant or something like that. He's going to be working with Zero Mar- So And he realizes that you're going to go bankrupt. Yeah. You need a better idea on here. And then one of them comes up with the brilliant idea that well, what if we raised all this money and uh, and then put the play out and it was a complete flop and they cancel it within the week and then they get to keep the rest of the money you know or uh it's a lot of it is money that they're not even have yet <laughs> they're, they're going to be put in prison for the shit that they're pulling yeah. in, the, in this movie and their only idea of or how prom- to or, successfully... or promoted one or the other yeah <laughs> so their only way of successfully achieving this is if they pick the worst idea yeah. they wait we want a flop a flop will benefit us a hit we'll all go to prison <laughs> because we don't have the money to be able to uh, to pull this off and uh, they're going to – and it's still – they're going to still scam old ladies. He, but he's just like, oh, you got to put your money into springtime for Hitler, which is what the idea they come up with. And it's great when they come up with it and you have uh, Gene Wilder reading it and, he, he's, and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He says people get – they're going to close this within a week. And uh, they're super excited that they're going to do this and they're like – What's great about it is it allows them to pick the worst actor yeah. <laughs> when they're interviewing <laughs> with people, and they're looking for scripts. And uh, Kenneth Mars is the guy who plays the writer of the of Springtime for Hitler, a complete. Nazi Hitler guy, but he's like the sympathetic, goofy guy. He's the same guy from Young Frankenstein that has the Frank the fake arm and says Frankenstein. Oh, okay. And he's also in uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and there's a whole I, bunch of Malcolm other stuff. Malcolm in the Middle is Yeah, he played the he, got, he ran the ranch that the brother was yep. working at. He's been in movies. He's been in a ton of movies. I think he's been in a lot of Mel Brooks movies that I'm not even thinking of, but I loved him in this because he he kept referring to the, the sweet Fuhrer and he he loved the Fuhrer and he talked uh, lovingly about him. You guys know the bad Fuhrer. You don't know him. I hear him. He's got a sweetheart and this and that. And it's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. So they go and visit him and they were like, this guy's a nutcase. He says, we need this script though. So they uh, talk him into getting the script. Well, what's, what's great about it is they put the movie out. They cast it. They cast this like outrageously, uh, gay uh guy to play hitler and they got mr belvedere of all people who's in, he wasn't always in, mr belvedere who, who's then. in drag he was when you first see, uh, he, beat him before he was mr belvedere yeah. i think he sold out he was the one who was going to choreograph i think the whole thing yeah and so opening night they were like oh man wait for it we're gonna sit at the bar they're gonna be rushing in we're gonna hear how horrible it is and everything and it is going really bad at some point and then uh the main actor playing Hitler does something funny. And then someone in the audience says like, oh, he's funny. And they are, they all start laughing and then they all start loving it. And, and Gene Wilder at Zero Most all is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, even worse is Kenneth Mars because <laughs> Kenneth Mars wants his his screenplay about his uh, his beautiful fear uh, respected and everything. And they're, he, they're laughing at me. I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> and then, uh, so he immediately goes after Gene Wilder and Zero Marcel, and he's like busted in with a gun and starts shooting at the desk and they're hiding under the desk. And then he breaks down in tears. And the- Will Ferrell
1: played him. Oh, probably. yeah. Will Ferrell played him in the
0: uh, remake. Great. Too. And uh, they convince him. They were like, we're not saying you can't kill people. Just don't kill us. This is not our fault kill the actors. And they were like, yes, kill the actors. And they literally give dynamite and they were like, let's blow up the building. So they, they sneak in in this like cloak and dagger type way. They really want to get off the hook for this money, it man. It was classic Mel Brooks too. Like they, they set the dynamite and then they walk away but don't realize that the, the wick is sticking in like one of their belt loops. So the dynamite <laughs> follows them all like Looney Tunes they, style.
1: That, that storyline wasn't in the second one, right? Or the remake, was I it?
0: haven't watched the remake. I've remember. only watched it once. I remember them I focusing more on more.
1: Will Ferrell coming after him than they did on letting him try to kill the
0: actors. Yeah, well, they, they don't team up together in the uh, in the remake. I would think they'd I have can't to. Remember. I would think they wouldn't change too much about it because that ran on Broadway with them in it. With Will Matthew Broderick, with Matthew, I don't maybe Will Ferrell for the because those other two, are, those guys are Broadway guys. Yeah, those Nathan two were Lane definitely Broadway guys. I'm not sure Broadway. Will Ferrell did it on Broadway, but Nathan Lane and Matthew Broadway. Did they ever do
1: Birdcage on
0: Broadway? Yeah, I well, it was that French movie before uh,
1: the La Foyle, something Cage, are, are, uh, Le Cage de Foyle. Yeah, foil. yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm not sure if that was done. You would think they would do that. That, that pans very well for a play, actually. So yeah, it's very Neil Simon-esque. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't watched. I've never been watched anything on Broadway. You've been to Broadway? I hate. I mean, I've, I've walked on it. I've been on. I've been on Broadway Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Me haven't
1: too. been to. I'm not paying Broadway prices. That I go. Off, I've been off Broadway twice. In New York, Patrick and when I stayed up there, he's yeah. like, "Come see my friend doing a one man well, cool, At two-hour play. Ooh. One man, exhausting for him. The whole yeah. like the second hour, I was like, Jesus, man, this guy's
0: earning his money. Yeah, that's the thing with a lot of those plays. I can respect him. I don't want to go to. You any- have to love it. I mean, I the, don't. The, the, my, I like not plays. you, the actor, the people yeah, yeah, that yeah. do it have to love it. It'll if you don't too, love, love <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go see a musical, though. Unless it's the producers um, or if there's music in maybe... Uh... The chorus line was cool because it was... Yeah, you could see the dancers and shit, but...
1: And it was really dirty, like the words they were saying. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. really screwed That's up. That's like Chicago, I suppose. Yeah.
0: I, there are certain musicals that I can go to. I'm like, sure. there's a whole sure. song called Tits and Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tits and Ass. Tits Interesting. And ass. <laughs> yeah, that was our thing. We went to New York, me and my not wife, and what we, am I thinking? we were looking. Uh,
1: somebody, somebody, write in the comments.
0: Not chorus line. In the court. And uh, it doesn't maybe, seem like chorus line, but maybe it is. Google it. What's the tits and ass song in Broadway? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, no, when we were going to New York, we were we were pricing out stuff to do, and I was like, man, it's yeah, not just, those. Yeah, it's just too pricey. I would obviously we'd love to see Wicked. But the ballet was decent. I paid
1: hundred yeah, bucks a ticket to see on New Year's e- uh, New Year's Eve weekend or New Year's yeah. Christmas something like
0: that. That's not bad if for only a hundred dollars to see a anything. Piece. Yeah, almost anything. I mean, when you go to New York, you're obviously knowing you're going to be playing New York prices, and now you're going to be showing your vaccination card. Write <laughs> in the comments below. <laughs> uh so yeah the producers was hilarious man it was classic mel <coughs> excuse me classic mel brooks and it was mel brooks Chorus like line. it cool. was chlorisline yeah. huh yeah. dave won't steer you wrong i mean guess, I was, guessing myself here. this right? was early mel brooks too you know 67. 1967 yeah. i mean he didn't have clout like he had not done young frankenstein yet or he hadn't done uh high anxiety i was graduating movie. high school 67 our dad yeah yeah he yeah. went in vietnam in 68 I'll see good thing you know those states I don't know those dates signed uh, up to go
1: to Vietnam yeah who does that you know who does that someone who signs up Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> he's like I drank Heinekens in Coast Hawaii <laughs> <laughs> no I mean the Coast Guard they even had it worse like apocalypse now that guy was a Coast, Coast Guard yeah shit they send you overseas to guard a coast. They don't they don't say this coast. Damn, it's I thought it was na- this coast. No, it's not National Guard.
0: It's Coast Guard. There's funny coasts around the world. Fuck, I didn't read the fine print. <laughs> Shouldn't have signed that contract. I think I was going to the outer banks. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shredding <was laughs> that shit. Thought I was going to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, producer was awesome. Any movie that gets a remake, they only get the remake because it's a good script. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So you you could know that going in if you're you're seeing a remake, you're seeing something that at the very least the the director might be not be good, the actors might be, not be good, but the script script is pretty solid. All right, this next one, man. This was a script that we all saw in the movie theater. It just blew our friggin' minds. And this is uh, 1999 by the Wachowskis. And back then the Wachowski brothers, now the Wachowski sisters, when they're doing the new Matrix movie, which is going to be free on HBO. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting as hell. Just watched Suicide Squad last week, which was awesome. Was it? Oh, God, it was crazy. I heard it was good. Yeah, there was like nobody that gave it a bad review because it was just wild and out there. It's James Gunn, and he's just, it was funny. I'm glad
1: he's back in the fold.
0: John Cena rocked it. Did John, he? John Cena and Idris Elba. You can put Idris Elba in anything it's going to. No one Elba is good. No one hates on him. It's the one guy that you could uh because uh That's why he should have been James Bond. Yep. No one would have complained. It would your clear going to It was your clear him. cut way to he's get British. a black actor in there and not have and anybody he's British. complain. It's yep.
1: not like the Americans are taking yeah. our franchise. Well, now he's too old. Now he's uh, too old. He could play James. But he
0: just got the uh and it's interesting because if it's in like a comic or gaming category, you could just go on the comments and watch people shit on whoever they choose for something. And it was interesting because I guess he got, I didn't even know there was a, uh, there's a character in Sonic the Hedgehog called Knuckles. I don't know. And Who doesn't I, know that? I, yeah. <laughs> Apparently I just got cast as him and I looked at the comments and like 100%, oh, I'm all for this. I'm all for this. And it's like, he's got that voice, man. It's great. I, every few years I go back and watch the wire. He's awesome. well he's awesome in it yeah he's awesome in everything i hear i'm su- assuming that luther show that he's done for like six or seven seasons <laughs> yeah. is awesome but i haven't seen it <laughs> but the matrix this was one thing that i when you saw it in the theater you had no clue what the hell were you gonna watch in 99 90- here or down there here i went on a date with that girl cheryl that i dated okay. from the flower shop mm-hmm. and i remember we had gotten there slightly late i think we went out to uh dinner first and then went to the movies and I remember having to, we found two seats together, but it was like all the way to the top, to the side, next to a couple of people. So we were just excited to get a seat. And then, then hmm. it just blew our mind.
1: I bet you'd never showed up to a movie late when you were alone.
0: Not normally. We we broke up probably a couple of months after that. Yeah. I didn't have anything to do yeah, with it. Didn't. But <laughs> yeah, did Subconsciously, <laughs> it's like, yeah. at least I don't get to miss the trailer, yeah, <laughs> the trailers anymore. That's sort of a deal breaker <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to visit 19-year-old Paul. Blessing in disguise, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but watching it, it was crazy, man. I mean, I don't think I watched Bound until after The Matrix. I'm pretty sure I watched Bound afterwards because they had done Bound beforehand, and people knew the, uh, these directors were, were next-level directors. I still directors. Would feel like I saw Bound before you did. Maybe, but do you still think it was before 99? Do you think you saw it before The Matrix? I think so. It was only shortly before The Matrix. You th- you think you saw Bound before me? I'm not sure. I was going through every independent movie at that time and just like going crazy with it.
1: Well, I liked Joey
0: Pants. Yeah, he was an and advertised. I liked, he, Joey Pants was an advertised. But much I also on
1: liked um, not Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer and Tilly. Gina Gershon. Jennifer Tilly. I like Jennifer Tilly. If you haven't
0: watched Bound, Bound
1: could easily done this list too. A member of Mensa has like 140 IQ and plays professional poker. Yeah,
0: yeah, I didn't know about the poker stuff. Yeah. And she's doing something she, Chucky-related now, too, because she's, she always goes back to that well. It's
1: weird how the character she plays is always the complete opposite of who she is. As yeah, a if person. you
0: heard her talk in Gnome Life, it's like Fran Drescher. They don't have that. She doesn't have that voice. Just a char- <laughs> she's just a the character worst you stuck char- with. The
1: worst TV voice ever.
0: Well, there's a couple of bad ones. No, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the I one. literally. Well, I got it written down somewhere. Did you hear we lost Marky Post this week? I did. God, that's two we, Night Court we people. Watched. Two Night Court people in this, three or four weeks. Yeah. Mac died, and then yeah. Christy. When well, the other? Dude, I Joe just Joe ordered uh, Night Court. I have I have the first three seasons, and we were going through them, and I was like, "Man, there's nine seasons of these. I need some." more. Ket's still alive, right? Uh, he's doing the new one. They're doing Night Court the, he's the doing, reboot. While he's it, the judge, no, Melissa Ranch, who plays Bernadette from Big Bang Theory. The blonde? I, the I, short blonde girl? I never saw B-3. Uh, she's playing Harry's daughter, and then John's still uh, a DA, I guess. Who's the judge? No, that's her. She's, judge. Oh, she, she's, she's, she's the new Judge Stone. Judge. Yeah, okay. she's the new Judge Stone. Oh.
1: And, they just wanted to ch- keep his name the same.
0: And John Larket's like the, the co-star in it, so it's going to be interesting how they work that out. And the only two people alive now to make guest stars is Ross. Bull. And Bull. And, uh, Bull's got to be old. He is, but he looks good. I bet he does. He's yeah. in good shape. Yeah. He was a bull. <laughs> he looked good in it. Uh, I don't know how the he hell we got on the, Night Court. The, but, <laughs> yeah, how did we get on Night Court? No, I ordered season six because it has, uh, we grew up with Night Court and it was one of the, my favorite episodes ever was the three-part episode where Dan went down in the Arctic and he got saved by the seal yeah. and the indigenous <laughs> people and it was and he had to help yeah. her give birth and then he yeah. showed back up and they attended his own funeral and then stood up at the end with his full beard and everything. Yeah. It was such a great episode.
1: It was a crazy departure yeah for that show
0: i love that show it's one of my favorites that and three's company i watch all day long all right let's go back to the matrix because that's like so close to night court (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean keanu was already a star big time yeah it was smart getting Mm -hmm. him lawrence fishburne was already huge and he fit into that role speaking of joey pants obviously he was a wachowski favorite because uh nude Dude, oh, they said nude. <laughs> nude, <laughs> uh, who else we got? Carrie Ann Moss, who no yeah. one knew beforehand, but she was an instant like mm-hmm. star celebrity after this movie. Uh, she just, I mean, she looked great in the, the leather, <laughs> the leather pants, too. Uh, the suit fit perfect. Uh, but then who else was her and this? Joey
1: Pants got to work again in uh, the movie we thought, uh, Memento? Pierce. Yeah, yep.
0: did they have scenes together? Yes, yeah. sure. did they
1: at the end? I think they had a scene together. Huh, I don't even remember. I th- he was in the room oh, one, yeah, one time yeah. when they were together. He was like, don't trust her or something yeah, like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's interesting. I didn't ever put that together. They had done stuff. But Joey Pants has been everything. So he gets, Six degrees of Joey Pants, yeah. you could easily do. Him,
1: Kevin Bacon, and L. Samuel L. Yeah, Samuel L. He got the whole movie industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they all including Mickey those. Mouse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who gets you to Mickey Mouse? What there were your impressions the of The Matrix when you first saw uh, it? I mean, the special effects blew my mind immediately the concept well blew the concept my mind. is is i like those like
0: once he got unplugged and he woke up in yeah. that like pod like yeah. about ten thousand pods and everything and you realized holy crap i mean and they use this as a reference we you know? could be in a pod
1: i know we're on a pod it, but we could be it, in how a pod amazing right is now. it that
0: uh the wachowskis created something that was so like intricate to like pop culture now that we're all would you take the red pill? Would you take the blue pill? Or, you know, are we living in the Matrix? This and that. So basically, if you're not familiar with the Matrix, everyone is living in a simulation unless you're kind of keyed into, uh, like... There was some... Morpheus and everything. Yeah, there was some activists. Until they... The the pills brought you awareness, and then they helped you unplug from your yourself. And then once you did that, and then they worked a whole mythos into it. How Neo, the Keanu Reeves character, was like the chosen one and everything. I, I arguably thought the second one was decent, and I thought the third one was horrible. I
1: didn't see the third one.
0: I never thought I would buy it, but I recently bought it because I want to watch. Like, this is why I didn't buy it. Yeah, well, I'll remember <laughs> why. Or maybe New Eyes won't shit on it as much. But yeah. I thought the second one had a, such a great wrap up at the end mm-hmm. where they, he met the maker in that white room and everything. Why would you not end in this? Yeah. And, and then they went on to another one. It just seemed like they just it was a P.S. on the end of it. But with the fourth one coming out, I want to go back and watch all of them.
1: It's called watching your bank account go down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think they, we...
0: I think they always intended it. I think he, they should have just shifted that at plot point to the third one. If they had they ended the up? third one with the, with the maker and the white room would Have been perfect. You
1: got to follow the uh, Lord of the Rings philosophy, yeah. Spread it out, spread
0: it out. Uh, we should also mention the great Hugo Weaving was awesome as like Agent Smith. I was, I was gonna say, yeah. the bad guy, Mr. and, the, and the cool <laughs> thing about that
1: is he couldn't be killed, right? Yeah, but they could well in the Matrix. They just could manipulate stuff a lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were manipulating everything. And that's what the whole kind of idea and where Wu Ping, the the choreographer in this, got really famous. He had been doing shit in like... Uh, Japanese and Chinese cinema for he years, did, years. They did a lot of wire in stuff in this. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. Well, that was the yeah. thing. This was the first time that we had always been doing somewhat wire work, but it got really popular. Green screen in the Matrix. And wire work. is crazy. And then they did that magic bullet thing. This is when oh, they yeah, figured yeah. that technology on when you when they actually used like a hundred cameras and they would each capture something, and that's how they did that cool Paint, like three sixty panorama. Yeah, the three. Neo if you, and stuff. Most Matrix DVDs or Blu rays have the making of it on there, oh, yeah. and they they filmed a lot on the set there to show you how stuff was done and it's very amazing and I mean it blows my mind now and we're so beyond that type of technology. Yeah,
1: but you got to have a you got to have a rock solid belief that what you wrote in that script can be
0: done cuz they pushed yeah. the limit on that stuff. It
1: wasn't like somebody had been out there doing well, it. Well,
0: unlike unlike us on the set, they they probably had the, their special effects guys prove it. Like they come, uh, yeah, up, they come up and no, like, look, this is what we can do. Awesome, let's do this. But
1: whether it's going to blend right for the movie yeah. is a different story if you show them on a computer.
0: it's brilliant, man. It was a, such a brilliant movie that I think I saw it two or three times in the theater, and it was one of the ones that most people didn't shit on at all. But, man, the, uh, they got kind of a rough ride, the Wachowskis, because they – they did, like, the Cloud Atlas movie, and they did another one that was kind of crappy. Yeah. But Matrix and Bound were, that's all you would need to do, in my opinion, and you'd still go down as one of the greats. Yeah. So I'm super interested in what they're doing uh, they love with the, the new one. They love
1: the craft, so. I, I, Absolutely. And they know they probably screwed up number three.
0: Yeah, do most people not like three? I thought it was just me, but maybe, maybe I, I, think, I think hit a the lot comment people, boards and <laughs> yeah, and I report think a lot of people, yeah, go to week. Reddit. That's a safe place to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that
1: a place where they have honest and fair and, <laughs> and safe environment? I was hearing that from somebody commentary? the other
0: day. Be like, be like, Twitter's pretty bad with the misinformation, but you guys uh, don't know anything unless you're looking on uh, Reddit. Reddit's where misinformation. Don't if, think I've ever goes. read anything on Reddit. Every once in a while, if I want to specifically go to a forum to hear what people are talking about uh, on a specific, usually it's movie or TV related, but uh, other than that.
1: <laughs> I, I wonder don't... how the Palestinians are
0: doing. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <old> i chim- crap. We <laughs> <laughs> chime into Reddit. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. This one's one of the early childhood ones that changed, oh, our, yeah. changed our lives, and this is 1985's Back to the Future. Yes, yes, yes,
1: top 20 movie for me.
0: By the great uh, Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Now, Zemeckis did direct, uh, direct it. Bob Gale uh, famously is one of the writers that's worked with Spielberg and Zemeckis and a bunch of different stuff. And that that duo
1: works good sometimes. Sometimes it does. This, for sure. If, if two different perspectives that work well together give you and a really good sense of something sometimes.
0: They had to they spent a long time crafting this script and they they got it really pristine where that first one is pristine as hell. It's hard to pick that one apart in any way. You know, it's such a perfect movie and they... It was, it's a hard decision on the set when they have to lose an actor, too. You know, They had to make one of the imagine... toughest decisions in the world because yeah. there was probably 80% of the people that were like, oh, he'll get it. He'll get it. Let's just push through yeah. with Eric. Yeah. If you're not familiar, Michael J. Fox was not originally supposed to play Marty. It was supposed to be Eric uh, you know what, Stoltz. I, who did who you was, read Eric the story recently
1: that Eric Stoltz talked about, the mm-hmm. reason why? No. He said the reason really why he didn't get it is when he read the script, he thought it was a sad commentary because when he went back to the future I mean to back to the present after he was in the future his whole life was changed everything he knew for his whole life was changed and how sad and lonely that must have made Marty feel and he kept telling the producers how he thinks that about this dark angle this dark (laughs) angle this dark angle and they were like no dude (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think it was just a chemistry thing you well, know? because i've seen clips that could have been it. the catalyst and i chemistry. love eric stoltz i mean i mean in, he's in you, you can't put michael j fox in mask and do better than eric stoltz
1: michael j fox is not a better actor than necessarily than eric stoltz he's no, just that's better a good for example. the
0: part it is a good example how you, one actor in in the movie and we'll be talking about that actually later on in uh uh, on number eight, where there was an actor that was almost that character, but he dipped out on his own and and was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I'm right for this. I think you guys should go someplace else. And he, he was very open about it too. And it, it sucks because... And, man, Michael J. Fox almost killed himself doing this just because he was still doing Family Ties. And Family Ties was a hit. Yeah. So he was flying. He was working during the day, and then on his— They were going to give him a sabbatical for three weeks or four weeks to go film this movie. He must have been on, like, 50 or 60 flights because he just kept— He would work on uh, Family Ties, and he came out here, and he filmed, and then he learned his lines on that plane, and it was like— It's Uh, a huge ordeal. Plus,
1: he runs around this goddamn movie a lot. Oh, God, I don't know man. if you ever noticed
0: yeah. how much running he does in this movie. There is a lot of running and a lot of action <laughs> for him. And he's just, he's so likable. He is like yeah. the Tom Hanks. Yeah. He's got that or Tom like Hanks quality. The, he's like
1: the Ferris Bueller. Like,
0: Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick uh, could have done this movie as well. If Matthew Broderick had wanted to do what they thought of him, he could have easily done uh, Back to the Future. I could see him in this role. This is a lizard Yeah, see? hes He can branch out. <laughs> uh and obviously christopher lloyd getting christopher lloyd was just an absolute brilliant everyone you know getting crispin getting and crispin was a weird guy so you didn't know always what you were going to get with crispin because crispin went his own way a lot of times he was like the joaquin phoenix he came to crossroad and
1: chose obscurity i think like he could have gone on and done like oh yeah he could have been
0: the heath ledger of the he could have but he, he went on to do like Wizard of Gore and stuff yeah. like that, which he was great in. Which but I'm fine with that. He, he's great in everything no matter what. But if you, know you go I'm... back and watch him in like At Close Range or what's there another early Crispin Glover, uh, that River's Edge? It's but he's, like Parker, he's a wild man. Parker Posey. She's she, another one. She
1: stays in that. I bet she, she rules that level. Yeah like there's no better than at that level of movie than Parker Posey. Well,
0: like, now and we've me and Justin have talked about it recently how sometimes you got a big star that's moving down and, yeah. and is a lot happier with that. Yeah. It's Nicolas Cage. Nicolas yeah. Cage he puts out like 10 movies a year now and it's insane what he does. I saw Liv Schreiber do a insurance commercial the other day. Oh yeah, well he there's a lot that's of I've seen him do it. He's got a great voice. That's why they got him No, no, that. he was acting in it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen him do yeah. it, but uh, yeah, they it's just weird. It. To it's to Samuel see Jackson. Oskell, well, Samuel Jackson does it. Yeah, he it, it makes all, it. He rules the planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These guys are just looking for another way of getting money. It's
1: more acceptable now than it was.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It used to be like, you're on Love Boat. Laugh. You're, yeah, on, love yeah. boat you're <laughs> on Love Boat now. If you
1: guest hiring on Love Boat, you're Your at the bottom over. of the rung, not, yeah. a, not on the way up. You're on Joyce the way. Joyce <laughs> DeWitt's doing a special
0: yeah. on Love Boat this week. You're on the, and then when you're on <laughs> Sorry, the, <Joyce>. the Lifetime
1: <laughs> channel doing the, what would they call that, the afternoon special? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. No, those people that go to Lifetime, yeah, that's what their career's done. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of good actors that have gone to it. I know yeah. Treat Williams yeah. does a lot of that stuff. And he he gets paid. He gets paid, man. He no. wants to keep doing
1: it. He could be sitting on a beach with yep. all the money he has. Yeah, You so. know,
0: some people just can't give up. Do you see they released, and I mentioned it to Justin, that they had released a picture of... Uh, no one had seen Gene Hackman in 17 years. Nobody had seen him. Had seen him. <laughs> and people were wondering what he did. And, and uh, someone put out a, a post that he approved and... He, he's been living in New Mexico. He's 91 years old. He's living in New Mexico. He rides his bike every day, and he looks phenomenal. Hey, I'll show you a picture of him right here. It's pretty he's pleasant. 91. Yeah, and he looks freaking phenomenal. Oh, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> and, just live your life, man. Yeah,
0: and that's what him. That's why I always respect Gene Hackman and uh, Sean Connery I when mean, they were like, we're leaving, and I, we're going to enjoy our money. Enjoy that money. That's the thing. You know, you guys yeah. have worked your ass off your entire life, and a lot of these people it, are just concerned about... How many actors and like famous people never got to enjoy their money, but their kids did? Yeah, <laughs> and, that sucks. Man. And it, and it That's really why sucks. I don't want to have kids.
1: My goal, my wife is ten years younger than me. Marie is listening to this. Hopefully, <laughs> our goals were accomplished. Getting just get to the point where you have enough money to just go on adventures yep. the rest of your life. Like take a sailboat to the Bahamas. That's why I, don't, like, I go on vacations. I
0: have no problem when I hear that actors are dipping out. Like I thought, we thought. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was going to dip out years ago. And then he went on to win more Oscars and more Emmys and, and do awesome shit. So uh, I, I can't argue for him staying there. There's a new Clint Eastwood movie out where he's acting in it. And it looks similar to The Mule where he's got to drive this uh He's got like a him and a kid bond yeah, on yeah, the road yeah, yeah, trip and yeah, everything. Yeah. I just saw a trail for with Justin. <laughs> but he's old, man. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, but he's still putting out quality shit. I just how many decades has he's he? He's not just in? acting though; he's acting and directing. That's a hard thing to do, man, he's and acting some, and directing.
1: He's got some assistance for his maybe assistance. because
0: he looks old, man. I mean, looks old. Yeah. I mean, but he is old. I mean, he's like he's like ninety, ninety-one. I think that's how old he is. Too, yeah, so. that's old. Yeah, I don't know if I want to make it that old. What I love about Back to the Future is that they both <laughs> came out and right said yeah, mm-hmm. that they both come out and say that while they're alive, they're not remaking it. That's it. they will not reboot it. They will not agree to it. While at who's all. alive? Zemeckis. Oh, so well, Zemeckis, Zemeckis is alive. Zemeckis is alive. They're not, uh, that he then, won't allow them to remake. It. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. I, <laughs> it's perfect. It's a perfect movie. It really doesn't need to Tomorrow's be. Tomorrow uh, is headline. Remade. Zemeckis killed in freak. <laughs> hit and run bob gale says <laughs> it's go, go time, time. <laughs> in a tweet 10 minutes later uh, because there's certain movies like that because i, I just they just you know what rehash- they would bring
1: somebody that we didn't relate to into the character though
0: i i have no problem with people sticking their toe in that universe i have problem with them rebooting it don't uh, i've been remaking it there i'll clarify like, that i don't want you to remake it make if it you're newer. gonna do it yeah make- or, or just continue it Get Christopher Lloyd and it'd be 19 or twenty twenty five twenty twenty five where yeah. they go and visit him and he's still alive. He's still acting. Do that. Like that's what I heard. The Rock is still adamant that he's going to do with Big Trouble Old China. It's not a reboot. It's going to be a, a sequel or a prequel. I, I yeah. have no problem with sequels or prequels. I have no problem with that either.
1: I always, it doesn't hurt. They work off your, the yeah. one you like. They yeah. have to.
0: Yeah. And they don't touch it. So yeah, I'm yeah, with you. I don't want it. you can't see those scenes with somebody else in it.
1: What you was the Psycho remake they did? Would they use the exact actually, lines? Yeah, it's straight. Like every straight. Gus Van, Van. Line? That's It's crazy. not bad actually. It I a, saw it. Wasn't that bad? No, and I actually like. Mom the dude liked it. Phone. I lent
0: it to her, thinking I was lending her the sixty like seven one. I thought that's the one I owned. Oh yeah. And she's like, oh, I just watched the remake of Psycho, and then a few days later, it hit me, and I was like, was that the one I lent you? And she's like, yeah. And I said, I didn't know that was the remake. I didn't know I owned it. The guy from. Vince uh, Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, yeah. yeah. Vince Vaughn and Hesh was really good. That one I can understand because it's if it's off a black and white film, I have no problem with it. You know, because there are a lot of people aren't going to watch that. That's a that. lot of guts to take that
1: movie. Yeah. That's, a, that's a 9 yeah. out of 10.
0: Oh, who who played the Martin Balsam? Oh, it was like uh, our guy from Magnolia. Uh, the guy from Shameless. What's his name? Uh, William H. Macy. Yeah. yeah, he played the cop in mm-hmm. it. It was good. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good. So it can be done, but you got to be careful with that type of stuff. All right. There's number four. I love this one. The second I had seen it, I own it digitally. I own a hard copy of it. It was uh, 2014's Nightcrawler. Now, if you haven't seen Nightcrawler, and I would yeah. imagine that a good amount of people haven't seen Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. The name is really confusing. Yeah. And just knowing that it was a, a character a DC in, ca- or, or a Marvel character. Marvel character, character. yeah. Uh, That's why you don't do the Marvel pod. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's a DC character. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, he's one of those X people <laughs> All I know is that
1: Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man are DC, right? No, Spider-Man's, in Spider-Man's Marvel. Marvel? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he in the Justice League though? No. They could have used him, man.
0: They could have used the Biden Flash man. had a red suit. I think you're confusing <laughs> it. Uh, but he just ran fast. <laughs> Nightcrawler was by Dan Gilroy, who arguably uh, is more of a screenplayer than a re- director. I think he's only directed three or four things, and he was amazing in this. He, I always knew him as an amazing screenwriter. He's married to Rene Russo since back when he wrote. I think he might have directed this one. He, I know he wrote Free Jack. And I think he directed it, and that's how Renee got into it. I think that's how they met, and then he married her. And he brilliantly put her in Nightcrawler because she's amazing. She should be in a hell of a lot. Wasn't more the Rolling than she Stones
1: does. dude in Free Jagger? Yeah, yeah,
0: Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, man, he wasn't that bad. the West of his, yeah, he was good. And So wasn't uh, the taxi driver from Scrooged? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Hot, yeah, hot, yeah, hot. Yeah. Yeah. Poindexter. <laughs> Dector <Dichter> Poindexter. <laughs> that was the band. Yeah, Jake Johansson, something. Jake Johansson. Johansson. David no, jo- Jake, jo- David Johansson. David Jake Johansson. David Johansson. Jake Johansson's the stand-up comedian from back in the day. Uh, one of my absolute favorite, and there's a lot of them, but one of my absolute favorite, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he, he was great. He killed it in this movie. Yeah. He, you could tell watching it that you hear stories about actors that stay up for 30 hours. I don't think he blinks in the entire movie. He lost like 20 pounds. He, he wanted to, they almost named it something relative to a coyote, and I wish they had. Because yeah. it, it's a very coyote-esque thing. You want to watch a complete sociopath? A lot of people will recommend American Psycho, rightfully so. That's psychopaths. Yeah, sociopath is different. I guess it is a little bit different. Uh, it, the
1: violent tendencies aren't quite there. You you'll do horrible shit, yeah, yeah. but you wouldn't like.
0: I guess Jake's more of a sociopath in this, which he did create yeah. violence, but he didn't do it himself. You know, because I would say I'm a borderline
1: sociopath, uh, I'm, but I'm not a psychopath.
0: Yeah, but you're not like Jake in this movie. No, I mean. no, hell it, no. He There's had, degrees of that. He had unbelievably flexible morals, and that's. <laughs> There's I certain have, things you can be I flexible have, about. Yeah, I have flexible but morals, you, you but not don't, to his level. <laughs> yeah, you don't want harm. I don't come, want harm to come, come to, to, anybody. to anybody. No, not at all. Or or do so much illegal that he could go to prison. I don't at want any to do point. anything illegal. I yep. just but my Well men- and that was his thing. It started with him like stealing fencing, beating up a security guard, <laughs> yeah. stealing his watch, and then going and selling the fencing. But he was so apparently he memorized the script like it was a play. And his he is an he's also in every single scene in the movie. There there is never who, a scene in this movie where Who with, is the TV Jackson producer?
1: You Ellen Barkin?
0: No, Renée Russo. Rene Russo. Yeah, yeah. yeah Renée yeah, yeah. Russo. And uh, Bill Paxton was in it. Yep. He played the other guy. Yeah. So if you hate the paparazzi, this will confirm why you hate the paparazzi. This this movie because it's very anti-paparazzi.
1: It's I get it. It's almost more like Crime chasers, though, thats much what it a, is. It's crime chasers. But they're not like celeb- sticking cameras in celebrities' faces. Those—they were even worse. That I guess that's These true. Crime chasers. These I guys get are it. pretty bad too. But. They're pretty bad. But the ones that make Britney Spears crash their car because there's 50 of them sticking cameras in her. No, window, that's true.
0: Like, well, I, I would go princess die first. But <laughs> with that one, she's no. That, that that's was, probably the worst. That was the government doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's conspiracy. <laughs> but it was—it was interesting how he he just happened to see Bill Paxton yeah. do it. You know, yeah. they saw a car that was on fire and the ambulance was there and Bill Paxton jumped out of his, his van. Like he pawned like, oh, the watch the first to get here. the camera, right? What's like that? wasn't he
1: in the pawn shop to pawn the watch and he saw the camera? Yeah, he, he pawned a
0: whole bunch of stuff and uh, got one of the cameras and then got editing equipment. We got to see him from the start to building his thing yeah. off. One of the best people in the whole movie was Ra- Riz- oh. Raz Ahmed, who became knew, huge, huh? huge after this movie. I mean, he went on to do Rogue One. And then I don't, you probably still haven't seen Sound of Metal because it's amazing where he lost his hearing and he went to the like deaf camp. And it was phenomenal, phenomenal movie. And he's amazing. He's, he's one of the best rising actors, uh, Riz Ahmed. And this is the first movie I think I ever saw him in. But if you go back to like the scene. You know what the key to this movie is?
1: Don't be an intern. Yeah, <laughs> the scene, do you remember
0: out. the scene when they're in the diner? Oh yeah, and he's interviewing him, and, he, them, and, he's, and he's, he's he's like homeless, and he's yeah. asking him questions, and, and he was
1: excited. He wants well, he couldn't, didn't seem like he had much skills.
0: Yeah, but he was like, "Do you have a phone? Yeah. Do you have GPS? Yeah." He's says, "Well, you hired." <laughs> he's like, "Well, I need to make some money." He's yeah. uh, he's like, "All right, I'll pay you thirty-five dollars a night," and he's like. Awesome. So he just showed up, and soon after he realized they're doing some like morally questionable things, like they put cameras in car accidents. Car accidents, but they're face. also getting their they're getting their shots before they call the ambulance at times. And well, yeah, and or or. There's scenes where Jake is repositioning bodies yeah. to get a better shot. Better shot, yeah. It's and, like, this is all wrong. This yeah. is all wrong. And it gets even worse. I mean, because he sees the home. They're listening to the scanner. They're basically sitting, and they eventually get yeah. that awesome red You know Dodge, who also uh, listened to Challenger? police scanners
1: and would show up places? <laughs> no. Our
0: grandparents. Oh, they showed up places? I didn't oh, know yeah. they showed up They went places. to house fires and watched the <laughs> things burn. No, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I know they listen to scanners. I, we grew up listening to the scanners. If there was
1: button. if it was a good fire, they would go and tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, if they wouldn't show up at car wrecks.
0: I knew they would call us and tell us there's a fire at the yeah, end Yeah, they street. would
1: sit. and You don't remember the police radio on all the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember all it. All the time. Yeah. It was ridiculous.
0: Whatever happened to their police radio? Obsolete. Away. Obsolete, I guess. Cops yeah. took it. <laughs> stop <laughs> what we doing <laughs> well the great scene in this movie and this is a phenomenal movie and we won't reveal the very ending of it because I hope everyone goes and sees it but there's a great scene where they're listening to police scanner and they hear there's a uh, there's gunshots heard in like north hollywood yeah. or something and, and they show up and they show up so early that they see the uh the perpetrators leave the house get great shots of them and jake keeps it hidden from the police and then after the the perpetrators leave he goes into the house with the later on he goes in with the guys of i was going in to see if i could help somebody yeah and that's the yeah. only way he got away with it really yeah. so he went in with his camera he filmed dead bodies he goes up to a crib thankfully there wasn't a baby in the crib but he saw the girl like sprawled out on the couch and then he quickly re-edits so he gets rid of the guys at the beginning but he keeps the footage and he keeps the tag number because then he is going to follow he decides later on that he's going to follow them and then then he's starting to manipulate the timeline in a way where he calls the cops and says i think there's a guy uh there's the yeah. guys that were responsible for that thing at this diner show up, and they're sitting back, and they're watching the cops show up. But they know those guys have the gun, and yeah. they're just waiting they just for do, it. And there's a gunfight. There's a huge gunfight and a great and police car, chase, car chase.
1: You forgot to talk about – so when he started making money, he went out the and got Dodge the Dodge Challenger, Challenger right yeah. when they came out. I think they came out during the time of really this movie.
0: Gorgeous red one. Probably not the smartest play to get a, like, flashy flashy car. I would get it paint matte black and just – and it was some good scenes with him and...
1: But the uh, audio foley, I just remember with that car, when they did the yeah, foley, oh yeah, yeah. was ridiculously
0: good. And even in their, like, shitty car, when, when Roz is... Uh,
1: well, he blows the first job, I remember. Yeah. Like, he tells him to take a left. Take a left, left take a right. right.
0: And it's like, he, he doesn't realize how kind of insane Jake is during this whole it thing. It shows you
1: how crazy it would be to drive into L.A. It's a
0: great scene where where Roz is, wants to renegotiate how much money he makes. And he's like, we're doing some really shady shit here, man, and I have no problem. <laughs> to keep my mouth shut. You said, you need to pay me. You need to give me a portion of this stuff. And he's like all right, I have no problem renegotiating with you. How much do you want? And he, he immediately says, I want $75 a uh, night. And he's like, could I have had more? And You'll he's like, know. absolutely. No, he says, absolutely. W- yeah. That's great. <laughs> and then later on, they have to renegotiate later because he realizes that he's going to make, end up getting, because he's getting close to like 50 grand, 75 grand from Rene Russo for the footage. But then there's that whole other angle where the producers are coming up to Rene and, and saying he shouldn't be in that house. He shouldn't be getting this thing. This is not right. More what's enough. happening here? We shouldn't here? be running this stuff, but, but she was getting great ratings yep. off of it. And that's so what it was. Like you were seeing, they could have done a whole movie just, just on, her. on her side. Yeah. yeah. But that kind of is network. <laughs> it basically, it was basically, network. It, it was, network. uh, what's her name from network? Uh, Alan Barkin. No, the girl. They, I want to put her in one of these movies. <laughs> she, I think she is in one. I just watched it her. It seems no, like is. No, I just watched her in, uh, Wild Bill. Uh, she played, uh, what's, uh, what's Wild Bill's. Uh, that girl from uh, Dead uh, Deadwood, Deadwood. Deadwood. Deadwood, the really drunk Calamity Jane. Yeah, Calamity Jane. She didn't play her that way at all. Really, she wasn't drunk at all. What the whole thing That's... was weird. It was strange to watch. Maybe because I saw it played so perfectly by that girl in Deadwood. But uh, Nightcrawler was amazing. Well, the ending is so phenomenal too. Just just watch Nightcrawler 2014. So good. Here's another one. This next one also amazing. And this was not. This, this is a Cohen's top ten movie. So yep. So No Country for Old Men 2007 was adapted by the. Uh, Cohen's. It was originally Corman McCormick did the book. and they, okay. I'm not sure how many books they readapt. Most of their stuff is original screenplays. But I mean, well, it shows that they can do it and do it well, for sure. I mean... Corman McCormick is the same guy who did The Road with uh, Viggo Mortensen. It,
1: the Coen's are the perfect him and Roger Deakins, along with Roger oh, yeah. Deakins. And if you get um, a good, like, book that they're adapting, it's the, It's better. like the perfect unit to just create something that will – visually stimulating, yep. audibly stimulating. The story is going to be great. The actors are going to be chosen. When you hear awesome.
0: the the weird stuff that happens in this movie, it's got the Coen brothers written all over it, man. Yeah. So Cormac McCormick it basically is like the Coen brothers in book form, but a lot of people don't like him as a writer because he's really like – dreary and drag and he drags oh, on you mean like steinbeck yeah i think my he, he, i think he steinbeck. spends 10 10 pages talking about yeah. like the dirt or something I my think wife it, loves steinbeck she's yeah. like we
1: should read this one and i read it and it was like the first 40 pages was the walk to this guy's house <laughs> and like what was inside when i'm got pretty there. sure
0: core mccormick's <laughs> like that too so i think his stuff needs to be kind and of the, the silly stuff.
1: thing is is i usually in a movie like with zodiac i like that mundane stuff yeah
0: but in a book in a book. Ooh, most, uh, it, it I read a lot of Stephen King, and he did it. It better be
1: character development, not no. just scenery development.
0: Stephen King didn't do it much, but every once in a while, you'd come b- past a book with him that he spent too much time on one thing, and I remember <laughs> I remember trying to, and I, I got through it, but reading Pet Cemetery, it took him so long to get hit, that guy into the cemetery to get the kid out. It was literally like 25 pages. I was like, come on, dude, get him in the cemetery. <laughs> takes longer to uh, or shorter time to dig this fucker up than yeah, get, to, to talk about it. <laughs> but let 10, us talk 25 about 25 pages
1: of him just walking to the cemetery yeah it was a lot it that's crazy ridiculous
0: <laughs> well he's talking about other stuff and his feelings and this and that and i was like okay i get it because i had already seen the movie when i read it i knew what we were leading yeah, up to yeah. uh talk a little bit about no country for old men i mean
1: i he was he on my top javier Bardem. How,
0: they've listed him as top the villain. top top uh, psychopath. Yeah. In fil- in that has How, ever been portrayed in films. They yeah. had like a poll like recently. His
1: mannerisms, sick. <laughs> it's yeah. scary. The, the scene when he chokes out the cop. yeah Was one of my he, favorite film scenes because the, it was a straight on shot yep. and the deputy was on the phone and you could see him calmly slipping out of his his handcuffs into the front. Yep calmly walking over and then while he's choking him it's almost
0: like he's getting off that breath bit. he takes yeah he takes like a it's, <sighs> yeah it's almost like he, he exhales getting off doing it it was and like scary yeah it so, was scary and yeah he he just got that character so well every once in a while in life you'll meet somebody that you can you can see is not right and you're like i gotta really cast
1: it. woody harrelson has one of the greatest scenes with jimmy james yeah with <laughs> he's Steven like Ro- is he dangerous and like he's like as compared
0: to what the bubonic Hit, plague. The bubonic plague. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh I, Brolin, awesome. Josh Brolin. Oh uh, man. Kelly McDonald's uh, as his wife. Even the mother. <laughs> tell my mom I said I loved her. Your <laughs> I said your dead. mom is dead. Well, I'll tell her myself. <laughs> uh, who Who else? Obviously, there were other people in this movie. I'm trying to. Uh, I mean, those are the but main. The ones. The funny thing about Cohen movies, it's
1: always oh, small fatal flaws that start things in motion. Yeah. Like one
0: him going back. Yep. That's it. This or is the whole simple to, plan. Why would of, you leave uh,
1: the money in a case? Yeah. The same why well, I would be taking out. I'd be looking for
0: die packs. I'd be You gotta be smart about it. Yeah. No one's smart about it. And you no. know and we're not arguing that I mean James Brolin didn't or Josh Brolin, obviously I say James before. You did. Uh Josh You didn't now. You didn't before. <laughs> Josh Brolin. He didn't strike us as a smart guy, too. You know, because he was he resourceful. Was, he was resourceful for sure, but he wasn't. smart. And he was street smart. I, I get that, but as smart as just bury that shit and don't touch it and don't do anything. Yeah, the, come back. This is why simple plan. This is what I was just gonna say. Simple <laughs> plan could be on our part three yeah, screenplays because it, it was is. brilliant. Boom! So. It's in the movie. <laughs> it's in the movie. <laughs> so don't talk about uh, it anymore. Let's talk a little bit about that air gun that Harvey. Oh, has. He had this cattle It's, it's a like cattle a, gun yeah, to for kill, euthanizing cattle. It's you know, considered, put it up against their foreheads. It's considered a bolt. safer
1: option than to. Because
0: it's instantaneous. It yeah. just boom, it goes like in your brain. Sometimes
1: if you shoot them in the head, the bullet doesn't ricochet off the yeah. skull and doesn't kill him right away or whatever. But yeah, this is a. The ca- idea it's called a captured somebody, bolt
0: the idea of someone carrying one of those yeah, around yeah. with them is nuts. Well this it, it's brilliant because he also shoots that lock off at one point yeah, with it, uh-huh. using it. So it's not just to kill people, it's a because it's a bolt, he can just use yep. it for different shit. It's yep. Very ingenious, really. And, really and a no footprint. Really a straight up horror serial killer movie with that item would have been really good. Yeah. It's almost creepier this way. Oh, we didn't even mention that's who we forgot. It's Tommy Lee uh, Jones. Oh, one of his best really performances great. ever. Yep. And and it's the classic He's at the end of his. Like, yeah, he's got the young deputy played brilliantly yeah. by the guy from the road, and uh, but he does that guy's more of a comedian too, and yep. he did a great. Job oh yeah, yeah, this. yeah. He does a lot of. He was in great raising, job. raising hope. He was great in. I can't remember his and name. And
1: right you have to. The whole first part of the movie, or first third of the movie, was
0: very dusty, deserty. Yep.
1: Like that, it's they sh- they had staged one of the greatest. Probably would have been the greatest gunfight in yeah. history. Would have loved to have seen that yeah. scene. Play and out. all you saw was the aftermath, and it was horrific. And you're like wondering, it's like, look at all these dogs that got shot. One guy look was alive, all... and he wanted yeah. water. He wanted water, and uh, Josh Boland doesn't give him any. Goes home, and then wakes up. Yeah. And should we go back and tell the story more? It seems like I just no. That, that's basically what okay. it is. is He's he... out hunting, and he see he comes upon this, and there's a ton of c- heroin or cocaine. Yeah. And then there's he he's looking around for the money that's when he finds the guy that's alive he's like where's the money there's always a guy with the money yeah and so he's like there must be uh, uh, uno mas he said the last man standing where yeah. was he donde esta uno mas like gente and uh so he's a tracker he's a hunter mm-hmm. so he grabs up some machine guns and takes some tokens and goes after them. remember he sees him yeah. passed out under the tree and it was
0: very. The problem like is he, he should have went an hour earlier. <laughs> well, he took, he took a long
1: time. Remember, he, he like waited to see if the guy would move. Whether yeah. he was just resting. Yeah, he like shot him in the leg. he Shot didn't him he? in the foot. Yeah, and he didn't move. So that's when he knew. He when he got but up. But then shortly
0: after he got up there, that's when headlights were up no, here. Right no, no,
1: no, no. No, He got the money and he and went I haven't home. Seen this? In like he got five the money years. and went home.
0: How did they get onto him? He came back. Okay, with water. Ah, oh, for God. the dude. What the hell?
1: Who was obviously gonna die. Which is an interesting 24 story,
0: cho- choice, after. character development to be, because it changes that yeah. character completely. With a good way, so if that's where they wanted him the, to be. then
1: the guys with the with the trucks with the lights show. Yeah, up, there you go. I and it, it was, was Don. So remember that he re- he got to the water oh, edge yeah. and he started swimming down the water edge and they sent the pit bull after him. Mm-hmm. And the pit bull swimming like a, like oh, yeah. a motherfucker through the water <laughs> and he gets out and the gun is wet. So he's like right, taking yeah. the gun apart. Blowing it out, putting the pieces back, and you see the dog going rr, rr. <laughs> and the dog gets on shore and he shoots the dog
0: as mid league. Like he
1: gets pinned under the dog. Yeah. And uh yeah. But then he screws up, he doesn't check the money. The money has a tracer in it. Yep. They bring in my it's... man Harvey or <laughs>
0: Oh, and, god man and yeah he's he's the guy that you, you don't want he's, after the, you. he's the
1: wolf he's yep. the guy that he does a job one of those old you know those he doesn't stop until the job is done it yep. doesn't matter yeah, you, yeah. well this was this dude
0: which you you kind of assume that like and well we're actually i don't want to ruin it but we're gonna be talking a little pulp fiction in a little while uh but with the wolf i wonder if that character would have been willing to kill or was he just clean up you know, was he just, the situation is done, and I'm here to clean, it up, clean, clean it, it up, or is he like uh, his character in Point of No Return? I don't know. Like, we'll talk about it in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Shit, let's go into it next. Let's skip over it. All right. All right, 1994's Pulp Fiction. Okay, that's so, a great segment.
1: It went from the most awkward segment to the best segment yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh Pulp Fiction, one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely in my top 10. Saw it nine times in the theater. I've talked about before when we did it. We did a whole yeah. Quentin uh, pod. Oh, wait. Recently. I am sad
1: we didn't talk about The Coin
0: Flip. Oh, The Coin Flip was a, uh, a good Can we scene? talk about it real quick? Sure, you'll talk about The okay. Coin Flip.
1: So to show you that he was really driven by the mission that had Javier Barden stop to get gas at a gas station mm. after just having killed the cop, then killed the guy with the captured bolt to get his car, drives, fills it up with gas, the old gas station attendant like gets a super weird vibe from him. Oh yeah. And he's like, he's like, what time you close? He's like, Oh, right about now. He's like, that's not a time. And he's like <laughs> really making the whole scene really uncomfortable. And then he says, I'm going to flip a coin. What's and the most like, you've ever ca- lost? On yeah, a coin flip? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you call it. He's like, well, well I, I got to know what I'm going to win first before I call it. He's like everything. <laughs> and so he's making him really uncomfortable and he flips the coin and puts it over his hand and it's, what he called, and yeah. he's like, okay, have a good day. And he oh, leaves. God. But the coin flip comes up later on at the end of the movie. That's the only reason why it's funny. Yeah,
0: and you you get the impression even earlier in the movie that, oh, he would have killed this old dude. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Care. He didn't. He Just Leave it to fate. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Okay.
2: The wolf. Uh, yeah, well,
0: <laughs> we'll get into the wolf. Pulp Fiction, man. Quentin Tarantino, like I said, we, we, could, we talked... Uh, <laughs> Once upon time in a Hollywood on our first screenplay. God almost put him on everyone. He really him and P. T. Anderson as many movies as as they done yeah. need to be in all these because they just do perfect shit, and. I, I had already watched, I think a lot of people watched Pulp Fiction and then went back and watched Reservoir Dogs. I was working at a video store, so I knew all about Reservoir Dogs. So you were more excited uh, than most people Yeah, were. yeah. And I had seen the trailer and I was obsessed with the trailer. The first teaser they released had that jungle boogie, mm-hmm. like that that high yeah. part in it, yep. and, and during the, the fast parts, and I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. And I was up north. Uh, I think I had just, what was the year 94, so I probably just moved there and I was living with Dad and Jerry. And I remember going to see it by myself in the theater and coming home saying it's the best movie I've ever seen. And I went and saw it a couple more times up north. But then I, when I moved down south shortly afterwards, I went nuts. I bet Dad thought I
1: swore too much.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he made me turn Reservoir Dogs off at the house at, at really? one point and said it's too many swears. We had a whole That's argument crazy. about it. Yeah. Yeah. We had a huge argument about That's that. That's crazy why I couldn't everything.
1: hear swears. Yeah. And he liked to swear.
0: Yeah, well he it was the fucks specifically. Yeah. It was the f-word. So I don't know he, he probably <laughs> changed that uh that belief later on because then you couldn't get away with it. At that point you there were movies you could still watch where they weren't saying it in yeah. there. Now, if you want to watch an R-rated movie, you're going to hear it said 50 times. You remember back in the day when we used to count them? Oh, yeah. or, or shit, or people was used to Robocop? do that? Um, didn't Robocop well, have a... Robocop, all... Scarface was the big Scarface one and big everything, one. and people were like, oh, it's got this many F-words in it. Now, who gives a fuck? No one's ah, even mentioned... Yeah, oh, shit. No pun. See? There it is. Oh. you said shit. <laughs> t- I did it again. Shit. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote one of the most brilliant scripts ever, and... Difficult scripts. You know, these these fractured timeline scripts. You really... I dare you to write the gimp scene to try to figure out how to write that gimp scene. How many people probably... I'm not sure he had as much liberty with what he did back then. Now he writes it. It's gold. Don't don't even argue with him. But back then, I wonder how much was argued with him. Like, do you really want that scene in here? Or do you you want want
1: this? We want Marcellus Wallace to get assaulted sexually by a... Or he'll be a rapist cop.
0: And a gimp <laughs> that's kept in a box. Yeah, I mean, when you just talk about the scene, you're like, what yeah. the hell? You're like, no. This is a questionable scene for today, let alone 1994. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And showing the different stories of these different people in all a jumbled up order and eventually came back. I mean, it came back to His the His movies scene. were fun, so you, you let him get away with
1: that anyways. Yeah, but at this
0: point, we didn't know.
1: <laughs> but while you were watching the movie, you're like, this is yeah. a fun movie. Yeah.
0: When you're watching it and... Every time I went and saw in the theater, I was waiting for the, another big scene. Oh, it's going to come up. The part's going to come up where they got to stab Uma Thurman in the chest. Or, oh, the scene's going to come up when John Travolta gets shot in the toilet. Or the gimp scene or all these great scenes. The wolf, the wolf showing up. It was it was just so amazing and such a fun movie to watch. <laughs> what do they look like? They look like a couple of dorks. A couple of dorks. <laughs> Your <laughs> clothes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh and he just had a crazy voice and a way of uh doing it. I, him, that's why him I love in It was great. He, yeah, he's brilliant in movies. Like, he's, he's actually a really good actor too. And I, I what I love about him is in a it's probably a hindrance for a lot of people too, but every time I see one of his movies, and if I actually just say the line in my head, I can see him saying it. I can I can picture Quentin saying the line, you know, and then writing the line. So it's it's really ingenious. If you don't r- realize it too, Quentin before Reservoir Dogs, he had already written Natural Born Killers and True Romance and sold them to other accomplished actors. He sold True Romance you wanna, to yeah, Tony you Scott. You wanna see
1: a good monologue, watch the Reservoir Dogs when he talks about Madonna's video. It was changed
0: everything. That great. That and that'll probably that could be on a number three. <laughs> it's in there. It's in the Bing. movie, uh, because that was what screenwriters weren't doing a lot of. They weren't making references to other yeah. pop culture yeah. stuff. We all live in this world. Why yeah. not talk about and it? And it it's such a simple it's, thing when you look at it. But yeah. no one had been doing it. It's like until... why can't
1: Ferris Buell's Day Off existed in this world yeah. of of whatever movie you're playing? It could... it,
0: there are so many people that have stolen. Stolen's a harsh word. Uh, not stolen the idea, of incorporated incorporating it. the Quentin S stuff. Eli Roth a yeah. lot of Eli yeah. Roth stuff. Well, because he was a huge too. Quentin Tarantino fan and and friends. Yeah, but there are I other mean, people you emulate. The when greats, there's a good you know? when there's great music,
1: you hear a lot of bands yeah. play music like that.
0: I mean, Quentin took a lot of his great. Uh, Unfortunately, shots in his bands lineup. like Creed get
1: big and then start
0: talking. <laughs> Quentin's one of the biggest. Um, Brian De Palma fans. I had seen him on uh, Tonight Show talking to Jay Leno once and said that he would go see every Brian De Palma yeah. movie five times. And he, and he had a routine. He said the first time I went by myself because I didn't want anyone to uh, to kind of uh, talk during, talk during it. it or take me away from it. And he said the second time also saw it by myself, but at that time I could absorb a lot more that I wasn't paying attention to it. He says on the third time, that's when I started bringing other people. And then... And it's crazy listening to him talk about how I think blowout's one of his favorite movies, and I love a blowout. What, and what is that? Uh, that's the Travolta one where he's recording okay. the yeah, audio, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, I'll dress to kill, and a lot yeah. of those things. So he he had a really, and he I just listened to him on Ro, uh, Rogan, he had an interesting awesome awesome up-tune. podcast on Rogan. You definitely, if you haven't listened to that Rogan podcast, so it. fucking good, and he. He really shits on 80s movies. His 80s, is, his opinion, is the worst well, decade of movies. he was a 70s dude, man. That's why. That's the, why. The 80s people yeah.
1: shit on the 90s. The 90s people probably shit on the 2000s. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it happens. Because uh, obviously I grew up in the 80s. I think some of the best movies were done in the 80s. But I'm also a huge 70s fan, <laughs> I feel really disconnected from pop culture. So these days? Yeah. Like modern cop? Nah, I'm pretty into it still because I'm into the movies. Not music as much. My wife's into the or music, like just so... M-
1: relevant celebrities and well
0: that I know because I keep up with Twitter and Facebook and it's I'm, I'm okay with that yeah like yeah I mean I think a lot of generations are like that we use even still you have more information than our parents did because they didn't have the internet you know and Google is my one of my biggest yeah. well see that's why you're just you're way ahead of our uh our relatives or like uh ancestors you know just because, we used to say
1: we didn't know
0: stuff yeah you can't. I, I can sp- know anything I, still I want. I still do that with uh, with my wife or whoever. I'm like, Google it, Google oh, it. I said the uh, answer's right there. I man. do that ten times a day. Yep, yep. Or or you need to fix something, YouTube it. Yeah. I mean, and there's no reason not point, to be like,
1: misinformed. I'm really good at sifting through BS and through. So if I want to know something about yeah. it, I'll go find a couple different sources and you know. I'm not sure what
0: year did it really. I guess until we, got, Wikipedia un, until we got our personal phones, though, because a lot of yeah. people were still doing it I on had a computer. BlackBerry. You had a BlackBerry pretty early on. Very early But well, what on, was yeah. the year? Because 2007, the first iPhone came out. So smartphones really started in 2007. So that's probably a I year you could Blackberry really pin. I
1: in early 2000s. Yeah. And it was great for sending text messages. It had a whole keyboard oh, yeah, yeah. on I it. I loved it. it. Awesome. I thought they looked cool.
0: I was late into getting the... uh, You got a kitten doing
1: some kitten stuff.
0: She's cool. (laughs) All right, let's get back to Pulp Fiction. What my... What was interesting about 94, too, this was way before, I mean, you were hearing on like chat boards and stuff, like prehistoric chat boards. I graduated in 94, and I took computer classes. It was like, (laughs) it was ancient computer programming one, computer programming two. We were making cartoons. We We did uh, Oregon Trail.
1: Did you do the Oregon Trail? Uh, That was elementary school?
0: Yeah, I didn't do Oregon Trail. That was definitely a Christina thing. She loved uh, Oregon Trail.
1: Our classroom had the one of the first Apple computers yep. that were ever institutionally in Our aunt issued. always had
0: a computer. aunt yeah. Cheryl always yeah. had a computer. We was and very, uh, like, she ahead had the, of the curve on she, that stuff. On that s- specifically, for sure. Because I would go over Eric's house, and we would play Wheel of Fortune on the computer, and it would take Vanna, like, a 10 minutes to walk across the st- screen. It was, like, ancient, ancient kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah, graphics. Yeah. It was pre, like, uh, Nintendo-type stuff. So... In '94, in if you if you heard a great movie was out, you were either watching you know, uh, a news story on TV or you it was word of mouth, and that was my job in '94. Was '94 and '95? My job was to tell everyone how great Pulp Fiction was, and that you, you have made to a see a lot it. of people, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I made the, I made Tarantino a lot of money for sure, but uh, it's just fantastic. What's your favorite scene from Pulp Fiction?
1: Oh, it's almost too... It's almost too... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but
0: one, one that you, like, can't wait to watch when it, when it shows up. I like, I like Bruce Willis's storyline. The Bruce Aurora storyline? Yeah. I think the French girl was a little annoying at times, but I do like that storyline. I like that storyline a lot.
1: The Tavolta one with... With, uh, with Uma? The Uma and the heroine. I mean, I, I love like, every scene, but that's not my favorite the scene.
0: The scene where they have to bring him to Eric Stoltz in Rosanna Arquette's house was so freaking good. Know. Girl with the shit in her face. He yeah, has the shit in her face. <laughs> the, the, the guy used to be, Marty McFly, <laughs> <laughs> said, "Fuck you, Michael J. Fox." <laughs> Quentin didn't ask you to be in your movie, yeah. and uh, <laughs> he's winning now. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Pulp Fiction or Killing Zoe come out first? Because Tarantino, I think that Killing w- Zoe came out after. I think after Pulp Fiction. May, I think so. I can't because uh, that was produced by Quentin, okay. and, uh, and uh, he's doing. Uh, I can't remember the guy who directed. He's doing a new okay. podcast with Our, him.
1: Amet or a
0: May, or a, it was with the A. No, Al- Alvarez or uh, something. Uh, damn, I can't think of his name. I have to look him up. No, nope. but they're doing a po- no, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a podcast together now, and i I will definitely yeah. be listening. to Those two guys talking about uh, all sorts of stories and everything would be great. But yeah, Eric Stoltz was great in it. Rosanna Arquette was great in it. Uh, it, it was just such a like you could hear a pin drop when they showed the the close up where they were doing the countdown before they mm-hmm. stuck that needle, or before Troll Volta stuck the needle in her chest, and you saw that drip come off the thing. No matter what showing I was in of those nine times, pin drop silence. Yeah. And then, so when she came up for in the air and did that mm-hmm. gasp, it was it was everything. And I, I love when Rose, Rosanna broke the tension by the, that was fucking freaky. <laughs> and yeah. then they all started, then the long walk up the walkway to drop her off and everything. It was I, such a great scene. It was,
1: I guess the wolf stuff. For any uh, one individual fun, scene yeah. when he when they when he's even arguing that with
0: Marvin Marvin yeah even back to the apartment the guy from Mad TV man got uh, Check got out into the tar- big brain on Brad <laughs> yeah even uh, Frank Wally, too Yeah. it's great man to be to be picked by Tarantino to do any but of his that movies crazy it's gotta be
1: crazy conversation that Travolta and Samuel Jackson started in the car about the yeah. McDonald's and Burger King overseas and then it got into the foot
0: rub story. Remember yeah, the, well, that was at the beginning. Yeah, that the, was pre-Marvin. And, no, uh, that's
1: that's the apartment. That was their walk walked. To the, to yeah, uh, walking Frank Frank into Wally's the barber, into apartment, but
0: yeah. not when uh, Marvin was in the back seat. No. Yeah, that that, that led of the wood stuff, uh, to yeah. the uh, the wolf stuff. And that was great. He shot Marvin in the face. God, no not <laughs> expect that. When that, when he got shot in the face, and their reaction, and then like how Samuel was 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 pissed, but it was like it was almost <laughs> like, well, this shit happens. We gotta have to deal with yeah. it now.
1: Why didn't you say you called the wolf? <laughs>
0: That's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> can't quote this movie as, <laughs> as well as you uh, would like to sometimes because of the colorful Quentin oh, Tarantino stuff. Yeah. That whole uh, dialogue, where with Quentin's dialogue band, he Oakman: an oak it, Yeah, because <laughs> your uncle Mark. No, before that, the did uh, oh. you see the sign in front of oh, the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. can't even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that, but <laughs> Quentin can do it, but we can't do it. Ah. Uh, all right, let's go into a little lighter here. Yeah, let's go back number six here, and well, it's actually number seven now. And written and directed by the amazing Harold Ramis, who's obviously not uh, with us anymore. And that's of Ghostbusters uh, fame. Of and Ghostbusters, stripes. Fame. and uh, the great 1993's Groundhog Day. My God, you you go back and watch. It. I watch it, it every. Holds up, yeah. I watch it every February second. Like, Ned.
1: <laughs> Ned Meyerson? <laughs> every February second,
0: <laughs> I've got like seven or eight movies that I watch on a specific. Is that Groundhog Day. Is Groundhog Day is February 2nd. Is yeah. It? So I watch it every uh, Groundhog Day. That little Day. bastard. He never sees a God. show. Don't drive angry. Don't <laughs> drive angry. It's such an incredible. Anytime you do like a movie with time travel or time yeah. manip- manipulation, mm-hmm. it's a. Especially. Especially nowadays, people are just gonna rip it apart. You need to make it as confusing as *Tenet*, just, yes. <laughs> just so people can't pick it clear. Quentin just came out about that too. They asked him, "What do you think of *Tenet*?" He says, "I loved it, but I gotta watch it again." <laughs> I said, "You're, I, I'm, You're- as, I'm as smart as Quentin because that's how everyone's first thought is." and what was the one I think with, Justin's seen it four times so he could the probably the one with Matthew us. McConaughey when he goes out in space and then he's ended up in the bookshelf Interstellar yeah, 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 that, yeah. That, one was, that was it was weird that was Christopher Nolan that's a hard one but Groundhog Day it's one of those ones that I think everyone you could, you could show to kids and it's one of those great timeline things where you were like well what would I do you know if I had these kind of abilities I ability can't not and, think of
1: this movie when I hear uh, Sonny and Cher
0: yeah oh yeah, I got you, oh, babe. yeah. That, that song <laughs> But it's probably – and this is why one of the main reasons I wanted to put it on best screen play. It's probably one of the best character arcs you'll ever see in a movie. Oh, yeah. You'll and ever see. He completely <coughs> changes who he is from the beginning of the movie till the end of the movie. <laughs> And, we'd and, be staying again tonight I would say the chance yeah. is zero percent <laughs> yeah. and then later on it's like 60%, 50, 60 percent yeah. 60 40 <laughs> but it's so weird once he realizes that you have to the only way to get out of this loop is to be a better person you know and, and it's hard but for he him took advantage he's, he's of, a, dick of being the whole, a dick through half for the, the movie first,
1: but he enjoyed the like Oh yeah, he could do whatever. Especially
0: when he made that shift when he was with like Rick Overton in the car, and with uh, Rick Dukeman and Rick Overton when they were driving on the train tracks. (laughs) That's one. You know, if there's no repercussions, nothing matters in here. Don't run with scissors. Don't uh, hit your sister. Don't drive on the railroad. Trail, uh, railroad. <laughs> that tracks. one I tend to agree with. Yeah, yeah. so Rick Overton. <laughs> that one I tend to agree with. Phil. <laughs> Those two guys are so and funny. And the way
1: he like he got information out of that redhead like oh, over yeah, the yeah. span of
0: what school did you go to? Who was your history teacher? Yeah,
1: and then she would just say it, uh, and then like a week or two weeks or whatever later, he picks her up based on everything he knew about. They turned he got this her.
0: movie into a play uh, really? on Broadway, and. They have a whole song that girl has a whole song in it the the girl that he manipulates to have sex with yeah. and, and It's everything. a musical it, I'm it, guessing it, it, it's a musical yeah and they break it down apparently yeah. it's good but uh you if have you... to like
1: musical for it to be good yeah that's what like, it all comes I just down, feel like man. I'm waiting for them to stop singing so I can get back to the move yeah. back to the enjoyment yeah. of the unless it's of yeah. the production yeah like Hamilton I don't even think I'd want to go see Hamilton. I wouldn't like it
0: I wouldn't like it. I, I, would, I, think I would love like the storyline. I think I would and like information, the Park and Park one.
1: The, uh, oh, South Park, the, 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 Mormons, the, the Mormons, the Mormon one.
0: Maybe just because I have some back history yeah, with that. I hear it's. Uh, I hear it's great. But with with Groundhog Day, I mean, obviously you got a great cast. You got Bill Murray in it and everything. But it really was like a lot of these script perfect through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, when he was on the railroad tracks, and he realized, and then they went into the collage of him killing himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's dark. I mean, this yeah. is this is a movie that kids are watching and shit. You know, and, he drops a toaster. In the he tub. drops a toaster in the thing. He, he waves, jumps off the he waves building. At the- with the bus? Yep, yeah, the... he jumps in front of the bus or steps in front of the bus and just waves. He jumps off that uh, high rise to the ground and he just wakes up. And at first he's excited. And then like when he's with Annie McDowell and he's eating all the yeah. food. Don't, Don't you worry, you worry about, about high cholesterol? cholesterol. Like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> he's like pushing the food yeah. in his mouth with his finger. It's so great when he starts bringing her into it. Did you ever see Happy Death Day? No. Really good. Was it's it? it's a horror movie with the same exact concept. She's killed, but then she wakes up and she has to use that whole day to find out who's going to kill her. And it it's really, I mean, completely stole. It's it's a horror Groundhog Day. I mean, there's no Groundhog Day. I mean, uh, there is no Groundhog Day. Okay. So that's probably what got them out of the lawsuit, <laughs> Your Honor. There is no Groundhog in this entire movie. <laughs> <he>? Case dismissed. <laughs> what was what was, did they ask Jason
1: Robards? Did you see a rubber? <laughs> they remember in the bank.
0: Oh, what was this for?
1: Um, with Bill Murray. Oh, with oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he was strapping hostages to tables and pineapple. He was, he was putting pineapples. He's I, like, I but know, I saw no pineapple. No coconut, coconut. coconut but I saw <laughs> yeah. no coconut. I saw no coconut. <laughs> <I> <laughs> saw no
0: coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Quick change, such a great one with Bill Murray it's too. It's there next week. Uh, yeah, and then I loved when he started gradually bettering himself like when he was taking piano lessons mm-hmm. and then he would save that kid from the tree or he saved Brian Doyle Murray yeah. from choking uh, maybe I won't be here next time kid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Andy McDowell is just wowed with him playing the piano yeah. He's my favorite
1: teacher the only plot hole is, is these people have only known him for one day but yeah. the, he gets more he celebrated has to make such an impression he gets more celebrated like as the movie goes on
0: yeah It's interesting, unless we just caught him, like when he's at the party and they're dancing and he's playing the piano and everything, that must have been like the peak of days for him. Mm -hmm. And then you had to go in, and they had to go in this problem with Happy Death Day where he brought somebody in on the secret, not really, I guess it's a secret with andy mcdowell and then you go with the concept that i have to explain this to every her every day every day and they they did that even more because she woke up with a guy she woke up in a strange room with a guy that they didn't have sex but he he was a good guy and brought her in he saw that she was drunk and everything and he's he's the one that she started sharing with so they she would have to wake up and explain everything to him i mean off camera a lot of the times but it would be annoying Couldn't convince me every day <laughs> yeah it's crazy you couldn't convince me every day. Someday. Yes. <laughs> just tired. I want yeah. to figure this shit yeah. out. Okay. Yeah, you're dead. I can see that. <laughs> like you, him having to, like mm-hmm. Bill Murray having to show up to do that interview at the Groundhog thing yeah. every morning first. Yeah. I mean, that would be annoying. And then there's that dark part where he just drives off the cliff with the Groundhog. I mean, come on. And what's Chris Elliott had the greatest line. Yeah. He's like, he could be alive. Yeah. Well, maybe not now. Maybe not now. He yeah. had a resurgency with that Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. Have you watched Shit's Creek? Yep. Yeah. We've watched the... She's watched it all, and I'm going back and rewatch. I haven't watched it all. Maria's probably watched it twice. Uh, we're on the second season. We're, she, we're going through the second time for her so I can watch it, and uh, we're on the second season. It's good. Uh, but Chris Elliott, who would have thought? I mean, I remember him from Get a Life, you know, when he was the paper boy, mm-hmm. living with his dad. His real dad. His real dad, Also yeah. from Quick Change. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he was a security guard. He was a security guard. What kind of clown are you? I'm the crying on the inside kind of clown. <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> All right,
0: let's go back to some Coens. Now, the Coen brothers, they actually did do this movie themselves, uh, wrote the original screenplay. Great. And when I started writing screenplays, I bought the screenplay so I could get the format down and, how, and what they put in parentheses and how they started the interior things. And I, I matched mine completely towards it. So hopefully this was standard <laughs> because I, I kind of went by it. And what I loved about this is them starting the script with this was based on a true story, which absolutely not true. Yeah, but, you don't and, have, and people you didn't have. realize, wait, you could lie about that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess you can. Totally can. <laughs> it's really a really ingenious thing to do, you know, to, to say it's true and it's really not. And just a perfect screenplay throughout, starting with the William H. Macy stuff. A great way of developing what the situation is with him meeting with Peter Stamari and Steve Buscemi, and you realize, holy shit, he's putting a contract out on his... It's not really a contract. He wants his wife not killed, but kidnapped. Kidnapped,
1: ransom paid.
0: He wants the father-in-law to pay the ransom, and then he's going to take the money. He
1: screwed up a bunch of money and he yeah. owns a dealership and he but he has the cars on credit yeah. remember they
0: kept chasing he him wants around. to buy a, a lot and remember he even goes oh, yeah. to the father a lot at some he point he brings the investment to him yeah and it, it doesn't go well and then no. he realizes this is what I have to do to get the money and it's just one fuck-up after another. Like most of the Coen Brothers movie. there's a lot of similarities between this movie and Blood Simple to the point where they really they just redid their own scene with that side-of-the-road thing with trying to get the body yeah, off the yeah, road yeah. while the car was coming with the headlights on. Uh, they completely did that in Blood Simple, but they so redid it again. So where does the
1: spaceship come in?
0: <laughs> yeah, Well, that was season two of the show. <laughs> was it
1: season two of the show? Yeah, that was the show. Okay, it wasn't ten. in the original
0: one? No, 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 it wasn't in there. Because that was silly. That was weird. That was with uh, the Culkin kid. And they never talked Such about a, it. That, if you haven't seen Fargo, the TV show, it's so good. It's so awesome. Good. Yeah, that. did you ever see the Ewan McGregor one when he played Twins? That was season four. I didn't. Uh, and then season five with Chris Rock was amazing. I didn't see that. Oh, yet anyway. so good. I, I don't have TV. Uh, the only one I haven't seen is the first one. Uh, first one was great yeah I love the second one the second one with Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons it's yeah. the guy with the car yeah, just puts him in the freezer it's, it's just cool. crazy man and it's just got the and what's great about the, the Fargo TV shows is they're independent of each other you don't have to yep. watch one to watch two you don't yeah. have to watch five I liked to watch that
1: four. when uh, True Detective is sort of yep. like that too oh yeah totally the, the concept like, of the show yep. that's what it is it's weird I mean shit it's almost happens. like American Horror Story except they switched de- actors out yeah, yeah, Completely. which I'm
0: glad that they switch actors up because I am sick of those. That, that's one of the reasons I hate American Horror Story now. But I am sick of. I can't watch yeah, yeah. Sarah Paulson play another character. No, I can't watch. And they're good. I like those actors. But you know, the
1: funny one is the funny thing is, I liked the Roanoke one, even though how ridiculous it was. Did you see uh, that? that one? That's her favorite one.
0: Yeah, it was like, yeah. and my wife loves it.
1: It was really crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I liked. Uh, there were ones I liked. Oh, they, the, the the one in the New Orleans is, was awesome. The problem is, is I. I lost interest after the t- second or third episode. I mean, the first
1: one, it was crazy because you knew nothing about it. And
0: I like him. I like Ryan Murphy Yeah, uh, for sure. I love Nip Tuck and I watched all his stuff. Now well, let's get back to Fargo here. Okay, Fargo. Because... What are some of, I love the stuff with Steve Buscemi and Peter Stamari. I mean their relationship. Peter Samari just played that character so great. Good thing he didn't get paid by the line either. God man, that was probably I don't know what came first, Fargo or Armageddon. I think but he went on a run too where people got to know who he was, but probably wasn't aware that he was playing all these different characters yeah. because he looked different, he acted different, he was the Russian from Armageddon. He took his Tom he gave Tom Cruise no oh, eyes. One and, of the uh, best scenes. From uh, Minority Report. Yeah, great script. Minority Report. <laughs> it's, it's in, in the, the movie. movie. <laughs> you got like bored. Just listen, <laughs> listen to this tonight and write yeah, them I'm all down. Yeah. Down. <laughs> uh, yeah, him and that was great. But just the discussion with him and you—you uh, you got that relationship. How Steve Buscemi was—I—I cannot talk. I can go hours without talking. And <laughs> when he's talking about the pancakes and everything, yeah. or uh, I love the. Uh, frances McDermott. i mean frances McDermott had been around since blood simple and she yeah, had done i mean all she's sorts married of stuff. To one of them yeah she's married to joel i think or so Ethan. she's around and that's why <laughs> you got a 50
1: 50 chance
0: every once in a while there's an actor that's married to like a director and you're like ah that's how they got the role but then, no, there's, then there's occasions he, where she's one of the best like in, he couldn't find it in hollywood better, so it's like yeah he got lucky every movie she's in she's awesome they always she had put Artie... one
1: weird scene in the movie
0: in every Coen Brothers movie, there is always one and I, weird scene. You know scene. which one this one might have? are oh, such a special lady. Yeah, he's such a special lady. I was <laughs> like, what is
1: going on right now? I loved
0: it. I love that scene now, yeah. though. When it comes it yeah, makes yeah. absolutely no sense, but it's such a fun, weird thing. And that's one of those things with the Coen Brothers that you just accept it after a while. That this is that weird scene that uh, that you didn't expect, like Burn After Reading, where he took her in the basement, and showed yep. her the dildo chair. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it's you could go through each of the Coen Brothers, all the Coen Brothers movies, and like pinpoint the weird stuff in there. But it's it's just them. They know how to write. They. They're not cookie cutter like a lot of writers are, you know, that they're just rehashing the same idea yeah. over and over again mm-hmm. and just switching it. When you could put something so weird in there and that's if to any budding screenplays, it's just put something so strange and random in there. And I guess the problem now is you've got so many like producers and editors and people that are like, no, nope, yeah. that's not going to work. We, we tested this with four people reading it and none of them uh, liked it. So we're not going to do it. It sucks, man. It sucks when someone else wants to change your shit, and that's why being an independent filmmaker is a lot better because you don't have to change shit if you don't want to change shit, you know? You do. Uh, I. What's your favorite thing in Fargo? I mean, that ending, man. Not to, not to ruin the ending for anyone, but the, let's just say, wood chipper. Oh, yeah. I, I even like the better when he, when Steve Buscemi, that whole discussion when Steve Buscemi comes back in and it had already been shot in the cheek, and he's holding the... Paper towels on his cheek, and he, he's like, You should see the other guy. And he starts laughing, <laughs> and they had that whole argument over something so stupid. Like, you had Steve Buscemi should have just, he shouldn't even have come back, really. Yeah. But he remember him arguing about the car, that one of us should pay for the other uh, for the other for yeah. the car. And Steve Buscemi got all hot over it. And, and Steve Buscemi knows he has money hidden in the fucking uh, snow. Why are you arguing with this psychopath? And it, it's just crazy that he would even do that can't have a partner in crime. And that's what it is, you know. Unless you're related to it's, them. It's like the uh, <laughs> Even E. It's Emmett anywhere. Walsh from uh, uh, M. Emmett Walsh oh, Yeah, from Blood Simple. You know, he left his lighter behind. You and know. then the rest of the movie, he's trying to play catch up. I'll do it if the money's right and it's legal. Well, it's not exactly legal. Well, I'll do it if the money's right. <laughs> <laughs> his best role, man. That and Fletch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you need is those two movies. I loved him in I loved him in Raising Arizona too. He was he worked at the like uh, the steel place with Nick, Nicholas Cage. Oh, okay. uh, good. It was such a great movie. If you haven't seen Fargo, You're you silly. can't really you go wrong with it. most Coen Brothers movies. I don't much care for the one with Billy Bob Thornton and um, what's Michael Douglas's wife's? Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones and uh, Billy Bob did one, and I, yeah, what was it was all right. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. And Then there was that one where uh, George Clooney was like Caesar or something. Oh, it was all right. It was all right. It, it wasn't. Those two were the only ones I didn't I'd like. Much the, care for
1: the the, uh, trilogy, the one with the episodes? The episodes. What episodes? It was like f- the life of something.
0: Oh, something.
1: It was like five stories. Interesting. In one. Trying to think what the name and of and Steve movie Buscemi is. was the first story. He was the gunslinger, or
0: oh, I never saw it. The Buster Scruggs, yeah, Buster yeah, yeah Scruggs. I never did see it. Yeah, it, you but might like it. I um, didn't. The man who wasn't there obviously was wasn't one, one of the, my one of the best. That's my top. Uh, that Hutt-Sucker would be Proxy. my top.
1: Coen Brothers movie would be the man who wasn't there. Yeah,
0: Hudsucker Proxy, brilliant. Miller's Crossing, brilliant. Oh, yeah, uh, Barton Fink, Get that Raising Barton Fink, Arizona. Uh, I mean, they they could not go wrong and still can't. True Grit was probably one of the best remakes ever made oh uh, it was a that, phenomenal that true grip remake was so friggin good it was man. very
1: uncohen like too
0: yeah and it, it's great that they can branch out and mm-hmm. they can do that shit i don't know what they've got that's was wh- that out. one
1: of the first things they've ever done that wasn't something they've written um
0: maybe yeah i'd have to go back and look at because it's of
1: weird to be the
0: author of your own fate and then all of a sudden someone else to i mean you have yeah. source
1: material obviously
0: but Quentin doesn't do it much. He did Jackie Brown. That was an Elmore Leonard book. There's yeah. more directors that should be doing Elmore Leonard books. Like, uh, Cohen would be great for that. Because Let me they guess. They're depressing and stuff. they don't end well. Well, they do a lot of everybody. crime. It's a lot of crime stuff just like yeah. Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. So, have you seen the trailer for that Gucci movie with uh, Pacino and nope. Jared Leto? Pl- have you seen the image of Jared Leto playing him? So you wouldn't recognize him at all. Before you leave today, I should show you the trailer for it. It's Ridley Scott and it looks friggin' phenomenal. Huh. Yeah, it's going to be a next big kind of movie. All right, let's go to this next one. I love this movie. I, I, this was a crazy, ingenious screen, uh, screenplay, and we talked about his, one of his other screenplays on our first uh, screenplay pod, which was uh, Being John Malkovich. But Charlie Kaufman doing 2002's adaptation. It, yeah. It's just brilliant when you, when you realize what they did in the movie, you know, bringing, well, they were in it. Yeah. Well, that was the him thing and his brother. Well, it, it, his brother doesn't exist. He doesn't have a brother. No, I know. Yeah. That he made up a f- twin brother for himself for he whatever just wanted reason. Nicholas Cage to play two different characters. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Who does a great. Phenomenal Char- so job. Charlie Kaufman really was going to do that. Su- <sighs> Susan Orland's book, the, uh, the, the orchid, orchid thief. thief. Is it the orchid mm-hmm, thief? Mm-hmm. And he really did have trouble writing it. So he decided to write him in the script, but the movie itself is the process of him writing himself into the script mm-hmm. is the movie. Yeah. So it's, it's a very kind of weird mind loop you're doing. With I mean, he got some to... of the best
1: actors and the Susan
0: Orland was like, what the fuck did you do here? I recently rewatched it and I forgot how crazy that third act was. Yeah. And, and that's what Susan had a problem with when she read the the screenplay, she, and she was pissed at first. Now it's one of her favorite movies. If it's similar to like Anne Rice yeah. when Anne Rice hated Tom Cruise in uh, the idea of Tom Cruise in Interview with a Vampire, and then she read it. And she's and now she's got like a Tom Cruise like picture on her desk and shit. She loved it so much. Sometimes you just got to give art yeah, a chance lit. to to do uh, it. Maybe it's something you won't. I expect. mean, because how boring would the Orchid Thief be without this stuff? I mean, it's interesting enough. Without them doing the drugs and but, snorting... It, green, like... Green craziness. Green craziness. I mean... Chris, so Cooper's won Chris Cooper's one of his... He won the Oscar for it. He should yep. have. Yep. It was He's one been of, nominated several times, but this was the one that... Uh, I, I identify a lot with Chris Cooper's character because
1: I believe that if you focus on something, you can become really good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done that my whole life. I've with yeah. guitar, golf. with golf. Yeah. Just focus school and a business accomplishments yeah. Focus on something hard enough and care about it hard enough and you're going to be good at it. And then when
0: you start getting and out then, of it, And then fuck it's fish. like, fuck fish. I will <laughs> not up a single toe
1: in that ocean ever again as long as I live. I love the ocean. And I love the ocean. <laughs>
0: and love the ocean. <laughs> it's such, it's so brilliant, this script.
1: And then he went on to be the best something else. Yeah. And... It,
0: and- this was the movie I was telling you about. I don't have they a dark it. They had another actor was all set to play it. Joaquin Phoenix was all set to play Chris Cooper's role. Chris Cooper's oh, role. And he, he did, would have done a good he job. Done a great job. But for some reason, he just could not. He could, he couldn't get it. He couldn't get it. Uh, and you know how th- those brilliant minds work. Yeah. That you're either in it or you're not. And so he moved on. And eventually, because this was directed by Spike Jones, so he eventually went back and worked with Spike Jones in that Her movie, which I still haven't seen. I I hear, I hear, it's, I hear it. it's good. Uh and I like Spike Jones, so I have definitely it's on my list of ones to check out. But getting getting Meryl Streep is a pull <laughs> from Sherman. Oh, yeah. And she said it was the best script she had ever read in her well, life. Well, there you go. That's how you get Meryl Streep. Yep. And that's what it is. That, <laughs> I mean... And that's brilliant. That's a, that statement is if brilliant. If you could get it you want, to... Uh, if you want, like, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis or Christian Bale, you just make the best script ever. Yeah. And, and and you it give it agent. to
1: them, and they'll recognize it, and they'll be like, this character is gonna make me look yeah. awesome.
0: Because w- when you're reading this, they were like... And because people sh- knew who Charlie Kaufman was. They were like, wait, he's got a brother in there, and he's writing the book about what we're... He's I did- like that his other brother got more famous... He got more famous, and because it was, was for ideas. It was, like ideas like a wasn't, it, was uh, it was like an action movie that he was writing. Yeah, it was like
1: ridiculously. They like an option silly. for a million.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> and what was interesting is the story of adaptation towards the third act t- almost turned into like what a movie that Donald, yeah, his twin brother exactly. would have done. Yeah,
1: and one of the craziest car s-
0: wrecks oh, scenes. God, it's a random scene in the middle of the movie. But too. it's one of
1: those like. You don't expect like it. Like, Final Destination moments yeah. when, and like, it just happens, and you're like, whoa, yeah.
0: whoa. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> th- that character of LaRoche was yeah. just such an interesting character.
1: Well, Meryl Streep, too, the, she, the totally opposite way she could play both of those yeah. characters. Like, she was a junkie turned into a Well, it
0: is weird, though, because the LaRoche character for the first two parts of the movie, both those characters, were probably very similar to the real people in real life.
1: Yeah. Like, she was New York elite. Yeah. He was a backwoods,
0: hill smart and, hill. dude. And then at dude. some point, Charlie Kaufman says, well, this is my movie, and I'm making it, you know, and Their I'm going to make... going to come together. I, I'm going to make it that they were a romantic item and that they not only decided to do drugs together, but were very willing to commit murder to... Yeah. Uh, him because he was so connected with her, her because she thought it, her career was over unless she had done it, and it just went from one crazy thing to another. That third act, I completely forgot about the third I act. I probably forget about it now. And and but I remember the whole first uh first two acts. You know when he's they show scenes from the set of being John Malkovich. You know when they yep. just they just stuck Nick Cage in there as Charlie Kaufman, and. Uh, dealing with like Catherine Keener and you hear that whole, there's a whole speech that Malkovich gives uh, to the crew about uh, let's let's keep the stuff moving because everyone's wearing these Malkovich masks and everything. And then, uh, yeah, just bouncing stuff off his brother. And then he ends up going to meet the Brian Cox character who's based on that real guy that does that famous write a screenplay book. Mm-hmm. He, he's one of the McKee or Mcnee, yeah. I can't remember his name, Robert Mcnee. Don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, use Use <laughs> voiceover. <laughs> and he plays that crazy character that goes to drink and drinks with uh, him, and it's just a wild ride, man. You don't expect it to go off the rails like it does when you go into the movie. It surprises you. It, it's almost a better movie when you realize the backstory, when you realize that that this was really Charlie Kaufman writing a script about the orchid thief, and really had the struggles that the character in the movie has. Mm-hmm. I mean, writing it yourself, and I love that he even talks about it in the thing. I wrote myself into my screenplay <laughs> when he's like c- talking to his brother. He says, "Is that weird?" He's just a little. <laughs> uh, really fun, man. I yeah. love it. All right, this last one I left it for last because, man, I love this movie, and a lot of people shit on this movie for whatever reason. I don't I know. know why. I mean,
1: I if you are the, looking for a very cohesive and understandable plot
0: yeah. story. Then so we're talking about, and I, I'm a huge PT Anderson fan. Was was a huge not fan to be from confused his
1: with Paul. Thomas uh, Paul
0: W Anderson. I thought
1: there was a PT Anderson. And There's a Paul, a Paul Anderson. There's Anderson. a Paul W Anderson. Paul w. w
0: Anderson is the one who does all the Resident Evil movies. He did Event Horizon, okay. Soldier, and right. I think he's married to Mila Jovovich. Right. And then PT Anderson, they're both Paul Andersons, but one's a well, T, they, one's did, a t, did one's one's like, W. Did they have to like?
1: they have to get together and say, "Okay, dude, I'm going." We both t. got good You're stuff going, going on. We got to <laughs> we got to choose our separation. I'm sure
0: though. they get confused with each other often. But I was a P.T. Anderson from the start. I watched Hard Eight really uh, – I was into indie movies at the time when Hard Eight came out, so it was yeah. right on my radar. And he's used John C. Riley in a lot of his movies, not most of them, uh, up until a certain point. Then he had to use different actors.
1: Um, hopefully he's gonna He did Boogie Nights? Uh, Boogie
0: Nights, yeah. So, so I watched Hard He 8. used that one guy in Hard Eight yeah. and this and Boogie and Nights. And technically there was a – He did a when he was younger. His first movie technically was Sydney, but it was Hard Eight. He did Sydney really simply, but he also still used John C in that movie. Then he basically redid his own movie and turned it into Hard Eight. So there was Sydney, which turns into Hard Eight, and then uh, Boogie Nights. And Boogie Nights was massive. Got uh, Burt Reynolds the Oscar for it. Best. uh, There's uh, another guy probably changes tune about the movie. Oh, he definitely did. (laughs) He fired his agent. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I like to think that story is. It c- turns into Burt Reynolds calling his agent up and saying, uh, I don't think it did. I got you a, <laughs> I got you a Porsche. I'm sorry.
0: I think it's more like, eh, who knew? <laughs> yeah. But when Magnolia came out, I was giddy to see it in the theater. I was so excited because I missed Boogie Nights in the theater. I don't think I saw it in the theater. I, I definitely saw it on DVD. And, it's one of uh, those different lives come together movies too. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. similar to Boogie Nights in mm-hmm. the way that you just cast the movie with – 20 great actors and you're seeing them all connected in some weird way. Mm. More so than Boogie Nights. More so. Uh, Because it even starts with that great narration of Ricky Jay starts the narration at the beginning. Remember they show those clips of weird things in the past that's happened that's connected? And they were all good, but the one that was specifically good was with the kid – committed suicide jumping off the building and on the way down his parents were fighting and shot a shotgun, accidentally shot a shotgun that they didn't think was loaded out the window and shot their son in the chest as he's going down. But there was window washers there like the previous days that they had netting up so if he hadn't, if he had just jumped, he would have lived. But the parents had, uh, yeah. had shot him with the gun. And but even like... previous to that, the son who got shot is the one who loaded the gun because he was sick of his parents fighting with the gun, so decided to load it one day, and then one of them would kill each other off of it. But unfortunately, it's pretty he dark. It's crazy. It's a crazy connection, and I love that they started it with that because you're it preps you, it preps the audience knowing that this is all connected in some way, and and the connection is basically Jason Robards is the main guy and everything is off of that. It's all off of that T V show. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh or the network. Let's just say the network. And uh with the Network, uh, Jason Robards ran the network but was dying at home with like some horrible cancer and he was being taken uh care of by Bill He Philip probably Seymour died Huffman. pretty soon after this movie. I just rewatched it and I forgot how much I loved it. I, I back in the day I saw it probably twenty times and then I had gone like fifteen years without seeing it I ho
1: I always tell people I'm like I bet Tom Cruise is the guy from Magnolia. Yeah.
0: Like, I bet that's his personality. That Tropic Thunder? <laughs> Punch that guy in the face. Who's a key grip? <laughs> Punch him in the face. Uh, that, that after rewatching ache, it. That script could be it. <laughs> not a bad the, one. Uh, the. I think Tom Cruise won the Golden Globe for it. I think he was nominated for the Oscar, but he won the Golden Globe. Rewatching it, I cannot believe Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't get a nomination for it. Philip Seymour Hoffman put in... Man, everyone put in a performance like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Julianne Moore put in an incredible performance in this. She just had to be... Like when they're when she's buying the meds and uh, and they're judging her, Well, someone can have a lot of party with these. And then she goes off on the pharmacist. Shame on you. Making me feel bad. And... Uh, so, so just to kind of go back, what's going on is Philip Seymour Hoppin's taking care of Jason Robards. Jason Robards, and we're seeing different people and different elements that we know are all connected in some way, and then we gradually see how they're connected. Jason Robards reveals to Philip Seymour Hoppin that he had a son and that he's, he's dying. He's on the way to death. Julian Moore is the daughter – or no, not the daughter, the, uh, the wife – who feels bad because she didn't love him as much as she should have, but now that he's dying, she really cares for him, and she wants to be written out of the will. She wants it. She doesn't want the money, and uh, so that's by how the way. She, <laughs> always take the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give it to charity <laughs> because she was pissed because yeah. it was going to go to Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise was this. He he was his secret son that they. But uh, he was
1: like an arrogant self, self, help self-help To dude, get right? women, it yeah. was like a yeah, self
0: help. Like I'm going to get yeah, you laid, and there's a whole bunch of. Uh, Loser dork, and yeah, he would audience. shine up, and he would just teach him how to pick. And he was up. doing it in like what you would expect a frat boy yeah. asshole type of way would be. It helps if you look like
1: twenty-seven-year-old Tom Cruise yeah. to get women. But you hate him watching the movie. Oh, absolutely. there's no
0: one that likes no. Tom Cruise in this movie. He kicks a dog. Well, he threatened to kick the dog. No, (laughs) I bet he... He's like, I'll drop, kick that dog. I bet he off-camera (laughs) kicked that fucking dog. So other than him, you have the... uh, That's how you make someone look bad, by the way. Oh, yeah. Have them hurt animal or threaten to hurt Kids are an animal. You (laughs) you want your character hated (laughs) immediately. Well I mean, that's called the Krav of the Uh almost more of a connect to was the Philip Baker Hall character who was yeah. an interesting character. He was like the Dick Clark who ran this game show for like thirty years and found out he was dying of cancer. And there's a moment where he goes, and another actress that should have been nominated for it was Melora Walters. I thought she was gonna take off after this movie. She was in Boogie Nights and she was uh she was in old Roseanne episodes too. Oh really? She, there was a season of Roseanne where she I worked at a as hair where anymore. she worked at a hair. Dresser, and Laura Walters was one of the other hairdressers, which hmm. was interesting. But she was great in this. And you come to find out philip C- she was Philip Seymour Hoffman's daughter. Oh, not Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, philip Baker Hall's daughter. And uh, he may or may not have been molesting her. Because there's a scene where he shows I up. I you think that he... Was. Well, the way she reacts, he shows up at her house. She had picked some random dude and had sex with in Philip Baker Hall. You could tell that he hasn't seen her in like 10 years, shows up at her house. And she freaks out like he's the devil himself. Why are you here? You should not be here. Why are you here? Get out. Get out. Get out and he's like I'm dying I don't care get the fuck out and just screams and screams until he leaves and everything and Philip Baker Hall has to call his wife and the wife is played by the mom from Christmas Story also really good there's a scene later on where they have a scene together where Philip Baker Hall knows he's dying and reveals some serious shit dealing with that daughter's molestation to her. And the wife turns on him, you deserve to die alone. Oh, such a... There's some heartbreaking stuff in this movie, but there's also some amazing stuff in this movie. You have the the kid who's... uh, who's the child prodigy playing the the game that's hosted by Philip Baker mm-hmm. Hall. And he's being pushed by his dad like big time. You know this, you know this. Remember, he eventually has to piss his pants on the stage. Yeah. His dad's played by the guy who played uh, Buck from uh, Killing uh, Kill Bill.
1: My name is Buck, and I'm here uh. to fuck.
0: <laughs> he <laughs> plays the dad. It sucks that I have to remember you from that, but whatever. Uh, who else? John C. Riley plays the cop who just can't find love, and he's he's trying to do online dating and everything, and then ends up showing up at Melora Walters' house, the, the most fucked up person right now to be dating and everything. And she's running in the other room to do coke and then coming back to talk to uh, John C. as the cop, and then John C. loses his gun. What other elements are we missing uh, from Magnolia? Who's the other characters? I think that's the main. Sometimes ones. I get it
1: confused with that movie that with the frogs coming down. This is that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Kirsten Dunst? <laughs>
0: no, this is not a Kirsten Dunst. She wasn't this. one of the, who no. played the. She wasn't in the movie with the frogs. No. No, unless it was another movie with frogs. No, this is it. This is the only frog movie, (laughs) which is the most, and and we'll spoil it, obviously, because we've talked about it. Well, it had this end-of-the-world feel to it. like The whole world was coming. Oh, you're thinking of melancholy. Melancholy. Yeah, Melancholia. She was in that. She was definitely in that. Okay. That was a great movie. And there was no frogs in melancholy. That's Lars von Trier. Don't don't be recommending that to anybody. (laughs) That's actually one of the more palatable Lars von Trier movies. If you want to get through one, that's probably The House That Jack Built. It's probably no. the one to stay away from. <laughs> you shouldn't see that. No, Antichrist really. is the worst. No, of I all thought of them. House Jackville was way worse. Then Antichrist? Antichrist, yeah. I don't think you watched the last half of Antichrist. I though. did. <laughs> I mean, it's disturbing <laughs> when she's jerking him off and blood's coming out, or when she like. It's disturbing. She cuts her clitoris off. I know. On but camera, self mutilation and stuff is way
1: different than serial killer stuff Ugh.
0: to me. Yeah, I like the House of Jackville. I, I I I got the comedy in it. I got it. Yeah, but. It's it's still dark. It
1: took me a while to watch it just because of how you described it. Yeah. Yeah. Were like, he's building, like, a house out of, like... Dead bodies and stuff.
0: It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's a crazy movie. It's the it's, House of Jackville. It's one of those ones you can't really recommend to anybody. Magnolia yeah. also. Magnolia takes a t- certain type of viewer yeah. to be able to into it. It's very it's long. Very it's dark. three hours. It's, it's dark. Really sad. There's a lot of sad. There's a lot of sad stuff, but they also the scenes themselves are really cool and captivating. Oh, and William it, H Macy's the other character. I bet this
1: movie was really popular
0: in France. A lot they of like sad. Yeah. They used a lot of great uh, Super Tramp songs in this song, uh, in this movie. Hmm. They... Uh, the great stuff was, with... I
1: didn't know there was a great
0: Super Tramp. Oh, are you kidding me? i <laughs> I love some Super Tramp. <laughs> I remember, oh, I remember watching it when you were dating. You were dating like the French girl, and she's like, this band is huge in France. Oh, I remember. Like now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like this was like the almost Le- the Lila, 2000s. Yeah, it was like the 2000s, yeah. early 2000s. And I was like, what, the 70s band of Super Tramp's huge? It's huge. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Yes. Uh, no, the uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, my... What's that guy from Philip Baker Hall? No, what the hell's? <laughs> no, what's Michael the guy Clark. from Shameless? We mentioned him already. Oh, Chris Elliott? No, no, no. Shameless, the uh, guy from Fargo. Fargo. Our main guy, William H. Macy. Okay. God, saw all those. Too many initials in this shit. <laughs> so William H. Macy was obsessed with the bartender. Remember, he worked at That's the true. he worked at the stereo shop with that Alfred Molina. There was a great scene. He the only he's a sad sap. Only scene he that does Alfred Molina. Uh, so good, like the cooler. Than anybody. Yeah, yeah, he was great in the cooler for that. But there's a great scene that Alfred Molina just did a small scene, and PT Anderson obviously had used him in that scene in Boogie Nights. That just was like blew me away he gained a lot of weight between boogie nights and uh in magnolia because he played like the the ethnic stereo uh uh shop guy that was just berating william h macy and he he was like you're stealing from me and you uh you don't put in the effort and you're 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 doing this and you're doing that. And he's like, "I need. uh, you can't fire me now. This is the worst time for me. I'm getting oral surgery. And the guy's like, you were hit by lightning, Donnie. You shouldn't be getting oral surgery. You shouldn't be doing that. And they're, they're telling him how to live his life. And he's like, I need it. I need my oral surgery. And then he says, I need braces. He says, your teeth are perfect. You don't need braces. And he says, no, I do. And then they show that great scene where Maybe this is one of the ones where they're playing uh, Super Tramp. He goes in. It's one of the best like, steady cam shots. When he goes into the bar. and it Is has, this the dude that would do the steady cam himself? Or is that the uh, other Anderson dude? Does one
1: of the Andersons
0: was on the steady cam? I don't know. I would have to research that. I'm not sure if he does the steady cam or not. But when he goes in, William H. Macy sits down at the bar. And then uh, he goes, they do the steady cam around the bar, and it comes all the way back to him where the uh, waitress comes and takes his order. And you look at the bartender, and the bartender is kind of flirting with Henry Gibson oh, yeah. at the end of the bar, who's our guy from uh, the Burbs. Mm-hmm. He's the, the Klopek, yep. one of the main guys, the, <laughs> uh, the soft-spoken guy that was in the basement. And great stuff with him and William H. Macy, too. But you see the bartender smiling. He's got a full mouth of braces. And that's just great script work there where we realize right at that point that he was doing it just to impress the bartender because they do the shot with him rubbing his own teeth. And he's looking at the bartender. And you're like, oh, OK. It's just a great exposition right there on how to get stuff out without actually like force feeding the audience. That's extreme, too, to meet somebody, by the way.
1: Uh, yeah, I know to races. like
0: do that type of stuff, <laughs> but he he gets drunk at the bar and there's some really great dialogue between him and William H, uh, him and Henry Gibson, and uh, all the way down to where he decides he's gonna rob Alfred Molina's store. Remember he robs it. This is right before the frog started falling, and uh, he gets up there and he realizes he he robbed him. Gets gets halfway down the street and realizes, like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? He goes back and realizes he had snapped the key off in the lock. Yeah. So he couldn't get back in the uh, yep. thing. So he starts climbing the building, and that's when... This was a great scene in the movie. Though I think one scene that took people out, out of it was when they were all singing the song at the same time. You remember that? Yeah, it was a little weird, but it didn't take me out of the movie it take at me all. Out of the movie. But what was great is right before the frogs started following, there was a lot of stuff on the road, and they he did this in Boogie Nights. You know when like uh, Roller Girl was in the limo and mm-hmm. passes Don Cheadle going yep. to the donut shop, and then you have uh, Mark uh, well, Wahlberg um, going it, to the. You want to
1: keep the <laughs> connectivity there between yeah. everybody, so so
0: they did the same thing with the frogs. You have uh, the the woman from The Christmas Story had just left Philip Baker Hall and she's driving in her car. John C. Riley just left Melora Walters and John C. turns his head and sees William H. Macy scaling the building and so when he turns around that's when it, it hits for the first time. The first frog falls. No
1: frogs were harmed in the making of this I, movie. I mean how... Way. Digital Did you frogs. remember
0: when you first saw it? You were like, Wait, what is, what going, is on? going on? And it was just We already thought the movie was kind of dark and weird. It was weird, but then it went like crazy went, okay. after that. When you were like, Holy shit, frogs have fallen for the sky. I love Philip. Uh, I got the same thing when I was watching that
1: one movie with the drinking buddies going around to the pubs for the last time, the light world oh, end of the yeah, world. The, and then all of a sudden end. the monsters start yeah, showing yeah. up. I if thought it was gonna be that? I thought it was gonna be just one of those like. Yeah. Here's all friends getting together. For my one wife last had the uh,
0: my wife had the same problem with uh, from Dust till dawn. She thought she was watching oh. some crime movie, and then it turned into vampires. And yeah. It just takes you for a loop. Yep. But I mean, most people, I think, once this movie had come out, people had said, "Oh, the ending's crazy, man! The ending's really weird." And then I don't remember how big of a success this movie was. In, in it was the pretty big. It was, was pretty it? big for the critics and stuff. Okay. I'm like the average fan. I think had problems. Somebody it. won uh golden globe, well they Cruz were nominated the yeah tom cruise won the golden globe for it and i think they were nominated for a whole slew of oscars i mean i'm not sure it won any
1: tom cruise winning the golden globe probably brought a lot of light to this movie.
0: yeah 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 well there's there's people and i'm one of them that once the the nominations come out and you, you go and watch them all. I, I'll, I'll try to watch as many as i can yeah. just and i've gotten to see a lot of good ones a lot of them like eh, it's all right but like that's how i did the the year that uh uh, Parasite came you probably came out. always watch the best picture though yeah 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 I'll always watch the best picture but, but like
1: the problem is is you if, if an actor wins for it it might be two scenes in the movie sometimes yeah yeah if it's an actor and then all the time but then
0: like, like, like Sound of uh, Metal that's how I got into that one I had seen that it was nominated and people were talking it up and I went and saw it and I was like oh this is so great but, yeah, with Magnolia, I love Philip Baker uh, or Philip Seymour Hoffman's reaction when the frogs are falling because he's seeing them fall in the pool. Like mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is already at the yeah. house sitting near Jason Robards, and he's like, oh, my God, frogs are falling from the sky. And then all of a sudden you hear Ricky Jay, who was in the movie, too. Yeah. He played the like producer on the game show. Mm-hmm. He loved Ricky Jay. He's not with us anymore either. Uh, you ever go online and watch his car oh, tricks it's crazy he's really it's good. crazy he yeah he was an amazing magician amazing uh, his car tricks are the best yeah he i think he did a stint in like uh he, vegas i mean he had to on have. that and now i know there's a the documentary does it, about too, him a does it. it too what's that there's what a, is a documentary? documentary about him yeah I'd have to check it out so his narration comes in, which kind of bookends it with that beginning of how things happen. Sometimes yeah,
1: randomness is connectivity. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, and I loved it. And that was a great script, yep. man. I love all P. T. Anderson stuff. Like the first. He might script, be on another one, uh, for sure. Because we, I don't think we've had Hard Eight on uh, any of these, and Hard Eight could easily be on these. Uh, Punch Drunk Love could easily be on one of yeah. these. It was a brilliant script. It was one yeah. of those ones that you didn't expect of what it was going to be. Uh, Boogie Nights was on the last one, and so wasn't uh, There Will Be Blood. And there's just phenomenal movies. So I'm, I'm always looking forward to what P.T. Anderson's going to push. I think every time we talk P.T. Anderson, I, I mention, or we, one of us mentions, that we haven't seen the uh, Phantom thread yet. Oh, yeah.
1: Which should see. I own it. I'm pretty sure I own it. So. And it makes. I mean, one of my favorite actors,
0: yep. one, of, one
1: best of my favorite screenwriters, and, and f- one of the best directors. I, I mean,
0: mean I, and I you know, it's going to be slow. I mean, it's about like a seamstress, or women, seamstress. Women's clothing yeah. seamstress. So it's just, But you, you get he, to see craftsmanship. He could
1: be a telephone operator in the 40s in a movie. Shit. And I would watch him. I'm going to pitch that shit to him. Tell <laughs> told you, you bring that good script to him,
0: he'll do anything. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> just when something happens and he has to like, coordinate <laughs> all the plugging in of the phones and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah
0: i'm all in be a uh, cheap movie too yeah. put, it, put them in a room oh, <laughs> so yeah that's it for our part two part three might be in the distance part four and five are in the works <laughs> but we got some good stuff hopefully everyone will uh, listen to the arnold part one last week it was awesome oh i was all over it oh it's good it was a good pod man and next i've been working on my calendar so, <laughs> so i haven't had... that's right Days, days so... are working on that calendar we're gonna put it yeah. on patreon anytime yeah, soon it. it's like the firefighters you yeah. know just gonna sprawl out yep. on uh bearskin skin rugs and shit it's gonna happen uh <laughs> we're gonna justin has to have his photo shoot soon but uh the arnold he's stuff. resisting me on content <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like i'm not doing that <laughs> he's gonna get into character in he's alaska like, I'm, not, I'm not doing that <laughs> Well, it's sp- little boat peep what are you talking about <laughs> everybody loves little boat peep uh, but uh yeah we got arnold part two and we got an arnold part three Arnold man has got so many goddamn movies out there man so we're gonna we're doing a three-parter next one me and dave are gonna do is gonna be uh ridley scott and then we got our epic 2000 pod coming out 2000 uh i think not 2000 200. 200 there we go <laughs> our <laughs> epic 200 pod which is gonna be great <laughs> hey, i missed a lot of years if, you, yeah. if that's the case. That's four years, though. That's our four-year anniversary, man. So in honor of the four-year anniversary, we're just going to pick four four random movies that the other person doesn't know about. We're going to talk about them, and then we're going to end the last half of the pod with our epic trivia challenge, which I need to get my ass on and start uh, coming up with the questions. But they, they, yeah, they come pretty I always quick. feel
1: like it's kind of geared towards Justin. No, not uh,
0: necessarily. I think there's a lot I'm of ones way that too do.
1: I'm way too focused in my genres where he probably
0: well that's why I'm crosses not, more genres. That's than why I, do. I don't put I don't put Marvel on those trips. Well, even Johns. comedies, man. Yeah, I'm but the comedies I put if you if you go back and listen to the questions and everything, there weren't ones that I know that you hadn't seen. Yeah, they were all movies you had seen. Okay. And same with Justin. Maybe the year, today. That, maybe this year. That is goes my year. with Justin too. You you can't put. 70s or 60s movies on Justin's uh, on that thing because Justin's not going to know him. You're going to know him. War yeah. movies, it's a lot. Drug movies. I mean, he's not going to know any of those. Uh, but I mean, he might throw, be able to guess them. Throw him, a but...
1: Steven Seagal in there and yeah. So everyone should on get that.
0: <laughs> so yeah. yeah, if you want uh, to, upcoming weeks are going to be really exciting. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us till then, you can uh, send us an email: fascinatingfilms at gmail.com. You can leave us a like and a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud, our two platforms. Or you could visit Facebook where we have a whole slew of great uh, pictures and collages and you can keep up with what we got going on. You could scream on. out a car window, too. You could. Get a hold of Do us. Do that. Do it network <laughs> style. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad as hell I'm not taking anymore. Yeah. Films. films comes out Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Do we it. We might hear you. <laughs> we I, got our ears to the I pavement. I encourage everyone here. to scream out their windows <laughs> anytime they can. <laughs>
1: you ever want to look crazy that's the way you (laughs) do it
0: (laughs) all right well until next week see you bye welcome to the real world